Real talk. Real people. Real radio. HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. Testing, testing. All right, okay. There I go. Sorry about that, y'all. I had, had some issues with my uh, audio. Okay, all right. Area code 214-6876. Go straight to the phone lines this morning. Happy New Year. 214 area code? I guess not. 321-452. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Hello. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on? How you doing? Oh, Happy crap. New Year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, northbound on 81 as an over-the-road truck driver. And, um, I mean, I would like to rescind my Social Security number, secured party slash creditor. How am I going to operate? I mean, you're so, when you, if you rescind it, you're just, uh, let me tell you, explain what rescission is. I, it's not I you... Yeah, it's not like you're going, the Social Security number is going to go anywhere. All the Social Security Administration, is all it is is really giving a notice to the Social Security Administration that you are not voluntarily participating in their program. All they're going to tell you is, well, stop using the Social Security number then. See, these people, they don't do anything um, because they're going to they're gonna wait and see what you're going to do. They're going to like, okay, you, you're talking all that mess like you don't need the system, but let's see if you don't. They're going to see if your if your actions follow up behind your words. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like how I that do. do not detain, it's kind of like how that do not detain list thing was. You know, how dude was saying that, you know, when you apply for the do not detain, I, they may put you on a holding list and wait a little while to see that you don't get any tickets, that you don't do anything, that you don't break any laws or anything like that. You know, and then they'll, you know, move you over and everything. But it's not like, you know, your social security number is going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. They're gonna they're gonna just get silence. You're giving no you're giving notice. A lot of the stuff they do, they do behind the scenes. And I can attest to that. They'll start treating yeah, you different and so forth. Go ahead, go ahead. Completely understand. But as an over the road truck driver, when I drive down the road and the sign says all trucks must enter, right? You are and I you pull in you're a commercial driver, you know what I'm saying? You you you're in the system. Yeah. Yeah, you're a commercial I am driver. In the I mean, 
you fall with you fall well within their purview to regulate. I'm I'm completely in their jurisdiction, and I don't know yeah. what the remedy is for me to um, conduct business as a private citizen in that well in that jurisdiction. Well, you- well, I'm going to tell you, like I told my friend, my friend, he's a, you know, he's an electrician and uh, he had a, a, like a felony on his record and he couldn't get a, a, a license, but he's like a master electrician. He'd been like doing electrical work for like 25 years, 25, 30 years, something like that. He worked on, you know, he can work on skyscrapers, you know, and um, right. this was bothering him about his, his, uh, his license. I said, man, I said, why are you worried about getting a license? I said, why don't you form your corporation and then hire you some employees, man, let them do the work. You know, get your partner. You know, you got a guy, his friend, he had a license. Y'all form a corporation together, use his license, and then y'all hire the employees. And y'all saying that, why you keep thinking like an employee? Why don't you think like a boss? Um, I don't think like a boss, uh, like an employee. I think like a boss. And what I, I wasn't do talking directly. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking oh, yeah, about my yeah. friend. You know, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I really want to drive down these roads and make money. You know, so right. having a CDL, that license, right, and becoming, you know, a secured party creditor, resending my social security number. Oh, I don't understand I mean, the remedy there. I- Aren't y'all, aren't y'all like independent? Op- I mean, let me just say this. You were driving a big 18-wheeler down the street. I want the public to regulate you because it's a safety issue, okay? You got a big, I don't know how many, ton, I don't know how many tons an 18-wheeler is, but that's, that's, a, that's a legitimate public safety concern, okay? It's regulation. Yeah, it's not... I just want to be able to operate. I, I, I'm not trying to like skirt the you law. Make a, or, you try no. What you trying you to know, tell me is you want you you trying to tell me you want your cake and eat it too. Uh, you can't have your exactly, cake and eat it too. Exactly. All right? there's, there's public and private, and they don't mix. All right. You're either gonna so, be you got you're either all right or you're not right at all. Right. And you're so either, this, right, does go, this really go, come go. down to? Does it really come down to like the mark of the beast where? If I don't participate, I can't operate in there. You know, I, I, I can't operate in society. Is that what that is? Because, I mean, know, I, my- I, I, I mean, if you take, they got something called Abjad. If you, you know, I posted a video on YouTube showing y'all, like, how to calculate the mark of the beast using the English language. So, I mean, you know, is it, I mean, that's up for you to decide. I mean, me, myself, I can only go off what I see when I look out into society. I can see um, I see changes that that I mean they they're showing you everything in the movie. There was this movie right. called Elysium. There was this movie called Elysium I watched one time, where you know they all the elite and wealthy people left the planet and they had it built a space station out in outer space, real real nice artificial environment, real big, and they left all the uh, <laughs> poverty-stricken people um, down on the planet and so forth. And um, I do believe that in the future there's going to be a bubble. And there's going to be people living inside the bubble, and there are going to be people living outside the bubble. 
Um, I've watched, um, they got a lot of videos on YouTube of time travelers, and they're very good, by the way. You may not believe in time travel, uh, but they got the technology for it. And they explain what the future is like, where, you know, hey, uh, the society is going to be structured a different way. Um, there's going uh, Artificial intelligence is going to take over. And you, you can choose, if you don't want to live within their societies, you can leave and live uh, outside the societies and so forth. All right, so you're going to have that option. But, you know, if they don't chip you, they want to put a um, computer chip in you. Um, they want to monitor all your activity. You heard Obama, when he said, he said, you're going to have to make a decision. You're either security or privacy. Which one do you want? You want yeah, security yeah. or you want your privacy? All right, so you hear all these yeah, messages in the media. So it's it's up to you. I I can't dictate to you, you yeah. know. No, no, uh, I, they, I I wouldn't, I, you know. Yeah, that's what Obama said. You, okay, let me say wait, one wait. more thing. Like, in my neighborhood, okay. they built a big warehouse. They built this big-ass warehouse. I, I passed by it every day. When they were building it, I stopped by and asked the, one of the truckers. I said, what are y'all building right here? You would not tell me what they're building. It's been there about a year now, uh, about a year and a half. Every day I drive by, they got the truck parked out, but the trucks never move or anything. It's a brand new building in our neighborhood, and I'm wondering, okay, is it going to be a FEMA camp or something like that? Okay, because when this collapse happens, I, are they going? You know, are they going to have jurisdiction over certain individuals? This is how I tend to think. If you are a U.S. citizen, you 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 they property. They didn't already showed you that they could do whatever they want with you, you know, if they want to, you know, and, you know, you have a God-given right, though, to remove yourself from that. So if they got a record of you and know where you are, got all your phone records, got all your information and everything, and you didn't gave them all of this, I, well, you know, and they feel like they have some sort of authority over you when the hammer drops, it's most likely, in my opinion, that, hey, those who they have authority over are going to suffer the most. And uh, you've been warned about all of this. Your religion in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus gives you a very insightful uh, peek into what's going to happen. The entire chapter, chapter 24, he talks about the elite. He talks about if it happens in the winter, how you're going to be suffering and all this. You know, so if you're a religious person, if you have a theology that you believe in, like Christianity or something like that, I mean, there is, and you, you mentioned the mark of the beast. There's an abundance of uh, warnings in the Bible. You know, uh, Revelation 13, 18, you know, that's what you're referencing right now. So, I mean, it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you think? Uh, what do you see? When I look out into the world, I see that, hey, I think I better remove myself uh, from this as much as possible based off the fact that I don't need anybody having authority on me or have some sort of operational presumption that I'm their property in some shape, form, or fashion. That's just me. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and I, I just can't figure out how, you know, uh, me conducting myself in the private realm can actually, you know, drive one of these trucks down the road. You know, it's like... I, it's I, don't, I, I, I don't see it either. I'm going to be honest with would, you. I don't you know, see it either. I mean, it was I, like Obama said. He said... You didn't make that. <laughs> I mean, so listen, I mean, it's within their constitutional mandate to regulate commerce. That's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. So there's no constitutional violation. You're in a truck. You're engaged in interstate commerce. That's well within their purview. So, 
You know, well, so how I look at how I look at it is no, yeah, you gotta you gotta fulfill all their requirements if that's the activity can, you want to engage in. So c- could I do that as a foreign national American and now, still working yeah. within their purview? I mean, listen, it's a job, okay? It's a right. job with a corporate. It's a job, you know. If they have a requirement, what are their requirements to work for that job? You can't ask me that question. Ask them that question, oh, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's I, like it's, you know, they they got the option. They got you. Okay, let's say you don't have a social security. You know, I don't think you need a social security number to work. Uh, social security number. No, I agree. Here. All right. I, I so, agree. But if they if they're requiring some sort of license from you, usually require it. I don't even, it don't even require a social security number to get a license. All right, you can you can provide them some other type of documentation, and you come in uh, uh, the D, uh, uh, the DMV with and get a uh, driver's license. Like I said, that's on you. If you want to, I'm gonna be honest with you. If uh, there is a website called uh, uh, what is that website? Surprise I have my website. pen and paper ready, my friend. All right. No, no, let me give it to you. Uh, pen and paper on the standby. There's a book called The Paper Trip. It's called The Paper Trip. Okay. You know, I, I, I got that uh I got that book years ago, uh, back before they had this word um CPN number. CPN number is a new number. I, you know, I've been knowing about CPN since about nineteen ninety two, ninety three. But uh, it's called the paper trip, and uh, I got I, I actually got paper trip number one when it came out. Eden Press is who put out. Eden Press has a private catalog of books. That whole website is devoted to privacy. The whole entire website is devoted. They've been they've been attacked by the federal government, but they've been able to withstand all those attacks and everything like that. But it's called it is called the paper trip. If I were you, I, it's called the paper trip called the paper trail. All right. Uh, I would go on there. I wonder. I would go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's about, you know, it's about, um, it's about your identity. You can change your identity. Let me put it like this. You can change your identity. You just can't do, you just can't do fraud. All right. So I'm just going to leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not suggesting you do anything, but I'm going to say that, you know, if that is an option for you, you know, as long as you stay within the bounds of legality and so forth, you know, you can do whatever you need to do. You know, do what you need to do. Right. You know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes what you need to do don't need to be discussed on the air and it don't need to be discussed with nobody else. Sometimes. That, you know that, that happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, sometimes you just need to know where to get some information in case that, you know, hey, if there's something drops, the hammer drops or something like that, I know what to do. So, you know, you may want you an extra credit file. You may want you a, another passport. You know, there are things that you may want yeah. in case that you need to move about, uh, you know, undetected, you know, or maintain your yeah. privacy. Do, do you think it's possibly it's, it's possible that people – um, actually, you know, um, you know, actually have these licenses, at, you know, for the nurses and whatever, and and actually, you know, are private citizens. I mean, 
you know, no, like, I don't know. I'm don't asking think so. you, like, do you think aliens? No, aliens no, do no. Right. I don't right. think so. All right, they got a job. All right. I, they have they have requirements. It's public and private. I'm not going to sit here and tell yeah. you what the public do. That's the public. I don't have no authority over yeah, the public. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the public. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The public is their domain. If they want to demand something from you, they can require it. You know, I, we don't have no authority over the public. We're private citizens. So what they do in the public, they have 100% full authority to demand something of you. If you're, if you're operating in the public... In any kind of capacity, if you are effectively connected with a trader business within the United States, you are obligated to something. All right? So that's your answer. Yeah. Yeah, I was really hoping that, you know, my, my uh, obligation okay. to that. Okay. Hey, 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 look, um, but I, I want to thank you All for right. your call. I got to move on to the next oh, call. Oh, I want to okay? thank you. Thank okay. you. Peace uh, to the God. All right. Peace to God. All right, let me go to area code 219-5702. Two one nine fifty seven zero two. Hey Yusuf, good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's going on? Man, it's a pleasure to speak with you, brother. I've been following you for uh, quite some time now, and uh, I just want to personally thank you for helping to, uh, you know, wake me up a few uh, about two or three years ago. Um, I'm gonna try to make it quick. I know you got other callers waiting, but I've got. I made the mistake of learning the or studying the information and before I was well versed uh trying to apply it. Um you know I got a very um, um I have a uh <laughs> how should you say uh um you know it, not too many things scare me. Okay. Right. So uh make a long story short, um about two, two and a half, three years ago, um I was uh, I was sitting in in a corporate job here in uh, Chicago, and um, you know I just got the feeling like something wasn't right. You know, just couldn't put my finger on it, but something wasn't right. And uh, I started looking into. I had already learned about the truth about the food, and you know I I was already kind of spiritually versed, and uh, which made me kind of step away from the church or religion as a whole, and kind of take a breath because. You know, it was it was so overwhelming. I just had to sit back for a minute and clear my thoughts. Right. But um, I guess I started being awakened more and more, started learning about the, uh, the whole commercial system and uh, what's <laughs> going on with that. So, you know, my goal was to be, you know, I had already determined in my mind and made it up. I said, you know what, I make a pretty, a pretty decent penny, but most of it is not, not staying in-house. So that's what kind of made me do research into the commercial system, and lo and behold, you know, sure enough, everything what you're saying is true. And I started, uh, I signed up uh, uh, with a secure credit creditor packet with uh, someone else online, but I didn't fully understand it, but I was following the documents, not knowing at right. the time that you got to, you know, you got to be able to back it up as well. So uh, I'm going through the motions, and uh, at the time, I got a few traffic tickets. And I said, well, right. you know what, let me, uh, let, let me exercise it and see see how this goes. And so uh, at the time, at that same time, I had linked up with another uh, company who's uh, kind of exercising this information uh, to help me with my mortgage. Uh, right. So uh, I go to court. <laughs> I go to court over these right. traffic tickets and I had filed, you know, I did some type of A for B, you know, not really understanding what I was doing. 
but I just was throwing stuff out there to see what happened. So I did a little A for B, sent the, sent the tickets back in to them, uh, certified mail requests. And, uh, you know, they didn't honor that crap. But um, so I goes into court, and uh, in my mind, I, I talked to, you know, uh, this guy who was kind of coaching me, um, who I had hired to help me with the mortgage, you know, his company. Right. And, uh, you know, he told me, you don't want to give them jurisdiction. But I didn't realize you, they already got jurisdiction because I had a driver's license with them. Right. Um, so I go in there and, uh, you know, right before the judge comes in, you know, you got the prosecutor, you know, you got to check in. And, you know, so I, I give him the name. I say, you know, I'm an authorized representative for so-and-so. And he kind of gave me this look. So uh, he said, he's okay, you know, go have a seat. So <laughs> prior to going in there, you know, the guy who had coached me said, you know, don't give him jurisdiction. He said, uh, and he said, don't do that by, or you, you're able, you'll be able to accomplish that by not doing what they tell you to do. You know, you do it on your own accord. So he told me to sit down. I, you know, I said, no, thank you. I'll stand. <laughs> so he's like, okay, well, suit yourself. So uh, right. when I felt like sitting down, I sat down. Um, so now, fast forward, the judge comes in, and uh, the judge, you know, uh, when he comes in, of course, they want to square you in. Everybody stand, so I stay, I stay seated. Right. So uh, <laughs> the judge is looking at me. The bailiff comes over. He says, hey, stand up. I say, uh, no, thank you. You know, I'll stay seated. And, uh, you know, he leaves me alone, comes back, uh, you know, a minute later. And, uh, you know, he says, uh, come here, come, come step outside for a minute. So, you know, I follow him outside the courtroom, and he's like, you know, what's your problem? I say, you know, no problem. I just don't, uh, I don't believe in being, you know, I don't believe in swearing. So he, he says, right. okay, well, stay out here. So after the whole swearing ceremony comes in, he, he comes back out to the hallway and, and, you know, invites me back in. So I come in, sit down. Uh, eventually they call my name. And, of course, you know, I stand up. I say I'm the authorized representative, uh, you know, for that name. And I ask the judge, I says, uh, um, I, I, basically I was asking him for uh, verification through, uh, you know, sign affidavit from an injured party. Which, you right. know, oh, man, when I said that, oh, my God, that guy flipped, he flipped out. So uh, he said, what? you know, he's what? You know, I don't have to provide you with anything, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I, I just remained my, kept my composure. And, uh, you know, when I got a chance to speak, I, I repeated myself. You know, and I did that probably about three times. And after I did it the third time, he sent the bailiff over to me to grab me. Three and times. I said, you know, I told the bailiff. Yeah, I sent the he sent the bailiff over to grab me. He but see by that time he had told me to get out of the courtroom, and I didn't know enough at the time to you should you know just uh, leave. basically he dismiss told the you case to leave. and and walk out. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know that. Walk out. At the time. So I got myself in a world of trouble because I didn't walk out. Make a long story short, they might they wind up arresting me, and he actually gave me a fourth turn. He said, uh, "I'm going to give you one last time to get out of my courtroom." And my dumb self <laughs> said the same thing again, you know, not being well versed and not under- fully understanding what I was doing. So yeah, people make those mistakes. The, yeah, people make those. So they mistakes. make a long story short. They took me to jail. You know, they held me at the holding cell and transported me to the local county, uh, and pounded my car. You know, they took my keys, went found out which which car was mine, and pounded and all that. So I wound up uh, bonding myself out, and uh, didn't know. 
uh, till a little bit later that he, he charged me with uh, trespassing in the courtroom, criminal trespassing. And um, so now that, that adds on top of uh, the whole ticket issue. So um, let me fast forward a couple years later. Uh, I'm going through the same motions with the court, uh, several arrests um, over the same stuff, being arrested in court, um, being held in contempt, you know, all these different things. And, uh, right. you know, uh, I was submitting paperwork into the court case um, uh, demanding or requesting certain information. However, you know, none of it was being honored. And uh, the last straw was they issued a warrant for my arrest. Uh, there was two warrants issued. One of those warrants I got taken in on, which did away with that warrant. But then later on, after submitting some paperwork into the court case uh, and not appearing uh, physically, they put a warrant out for my arrest. So right now I've got a warrant out for my arrest, and I'm trying to figure out I know there's many different ways and avenues of going about dealing with it, but I'm trying to figure out the most effective way to get this off my back because it's, you know, it's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's just eating okay. at me. Okay, all, right. I know all right, I got you. I, I got you. I, I got you. Okay, let me let me back up to the beginning um, at what you started saying about swearing. Okay, you're right about swearing when he told you about swearing. Um and I'm going to read to you. Now, they used to bring out a Bible and have you swear on it. You know, uh, they say, okay, we'll swear on this Bible. Okay, and it says right here in Matthew 5:33. again, you have heard that it has been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool. Neither by Jerusalem, for it is, it is his city of the great king. Neither shall I swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatever so, uh, for whatsoever is more than these come of evil. All right, now that's Matthew uh, chapter, five, uh, chapter 5, verses 31 through 37. Okay, now, it's an interesting thing that they'll have people swear on the Bible, and in that very same Bible, it tells you not to swear. So that's a test to see what type of Christian you are. Okay, are you, are you versed in your belief? So obviously you're not a Christian or whatever when you go in there and start swearing on the Bible or swear, and so help me God and do all this kind of stuff. Because you're told right there by Jesus Christ, because he's Jesus, Jesus Christ speaking, don't swear. This is something the Puritans had an issue with. Uh, why they left England, because they had to take oaths of fealty over there in England, I, which was leading to a lot of problems because the people couldn't read. But when they started reading and they seen all these barons and lords were having them swear these oaths, and in the Bible it tells you don't swear, that led to a lot of problems and so forth. So that's one issue you should just be aware of. Number two is that you're correct. When he asked you to leave, you, you should have left, because that's why you got the criminal trespass charge. Because he had, you were no longer welcome there. You should have walked out, and it would have just disappeared. I, they have just they start punishing you um, for trying to make a public spectacle uh, out of everything. You had a very easy win. You should have just took it and and just went on. Those kind of wins don't come around too often, you know. Um, as far as the warrant situation, um, you got to understand that all warrants are commercial. They're commercially related. 
right, you need to send that judge. Um, you need to do some sort of administrative process and send that judge some sort of negotiable instrument. When you come into the courtroom, a lot of people are teaching y'all to challenge jurisdiction. I don't teach challenge jurisdiction. I don't teach challenging jurisdiction. Okay, you go in there and you're going to be a friend of the court. Uh, I and you're going to go in there and you're going to accept the charges and you're going to pay the damn debt and keep it moving. Now, what I would do is you're going to have to do some hardcore stuff, meaning that you need to issue them a negotiable instrument, do probably a 1099 OID with it and so forth and address the taxes on it. That would be the wisest uh, attack. There is a document that you can read. It's called Zero Out Your Account. And another one is called Nature of the Remedy. I would read those documents and I would utilize the process in there first and see if you can get some remedy with that, especially one Nature of the Remedy. All right, because... It's a tax issue. you got to understand the true nature of what's going on inside of the courtroom. It's a tax issue. So, start, so stop c- combating with them. Right, when you combat, you create friction. When you accept, there isn't any, there isn't any friction. You know, there is a, uh, a plea that you can uh, uh, make. It's called a uh, um, confession and avoidance. That's a common law plea. In commercial law, confession and avoidance is acceptance for value. Because you're confessing, which means you're accepting what they're charging you, but you're pleading additional facts that render their facts obsolete or ineffective. Okay, and what's rendering them ineffective is the fact that you're you are bankrupt. Okay, I'm the creditor. Okay, this is a commercial. The nature of this is all commercial. The jurisdiction that you have. And see, this is the thing about what I try to tell people. If you need to convince yourself of what you're going through, you need to understand the Constitution. See, that's why I don't have to... Um, uh, wonder if all of this is real or not Because I understand the constitution I understand the constitution I understand separation of powers I understand delegation of powers I understand article 1 section 8 clause 17 I understand article 1 section 8 clause 3 I understand article uh, 1 section 8 clause 9 I understand article 3 section 2 Okay I know the difference between the judicial court And the legislative court Okay I know what authority has been uh, delegated to them I understand the admiralty I understand all of that so I don't have to look for evidence of it in their law books or anything like that, because the constitution tells you what authority they, that they, uh, that they have the state and federal constitutions. In your case, you should be looking at the uh, state constitution, but they're all instrumentalities of the United States or uh, subcorporations of the United States. Cause they all use them federal reserve notes and they're all bankrupt entities. All right. So once you understand that, okay, now you can push forward and, you know, like it says in Creditors and Their Bonds, you know, it tells you, let me read this to you, because I tell people to read Creditors and Their Bonds all the time. They'll, they'll never read it. But in there, it tells you that don't make a public spectacle because the public is not ready for full disclosure as of yet. So you go in there, you know, you're doing what's called alerting the public. Okay. And then also disrespecting the court. All right. So when you go in there and you're, and you are just respectful and say, you know, Hey, I'm, I'll be more than happy to settle all these matters. Um, there is a uh, some videos on YouTube called Dorothy Gale, D-O-R-O, you know, Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz. They're little cartoons. And she mm-hmm. takes you through all of that. It's very, very nice videos on the Internet that go through all of that, how the proper way to go in there. Uh, you know, ask for the charging instrument, you know, the, char- the original charging instrument. They don't want to give you the original charging instrument. They usually want to give you a copy. You ask for, I'd like the, uh, uh, what they call the, um, uh, they call it the uh, matrix, okay? That is a legal term, matrix, 
A matrix is the original copy of the instrument. Okay, look that up in a, in a Black's Law Dictionary. So you want to get that in your possession, and then you want to do a banker's acceptance on it or trade acceptance, write your name at a 45-degree angle, sign it, put your Social Security number, date it, and then give it back to them, all right? And when they're in there hollering at you and doing things like that, you know, you got you did the right thing, keep your composure, but you got to understand that they actors, that's all the act. They're giving a stage presentation, uh, you know, for the other people in there that are watching and everything. And you got to understand that. You got to understand what's going on. When he asked you to leave, you should have just left. He told you, he right. told you to leave. He told you to leave, leave. He can't charge you with nothing. He's the one telling you to leave. You're the one telling me to leave. How you gonna charge? How you gonna give me a charge <laughs> or anything after that? Well, you the one just told me to leave. You know, and he was doing it when they started like grumbling. What are you talking? You gotta understand that's a show. That's a show for everybody. That's why there are four rules to the game. Public and private don't mix. Staying on at all costs. I um uh uh public uh there is no money and do not participate in public play. It's called do not participate in a public play. All right, because they put it on a stage play for the public. All right, now it's a very realistic looking play. It's awesome in its presentation, but if you have the wherewithal to withstand it, eventually you'll see it for what it is. Majority of people collapse before they get to that point. That's why I told you that, you know, when when I went through my situation, the reason I think I was able to see so much is because I didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have anything to lose. I was in jail. You know, I didn't have anybody I could call. They were looking to give me a whole bunch of time and all that. And I had these documents I'm reading. Okay, I said, what I got to lose? These people trying to knock my head all over the fence already. I might as well, you know, roll this until the wheels fall off. And I started going to that courtroom, and every time I didn't challenge them. You know, they said, well, we're going to set a, a trial date for you. I said, I'm sorry, Yana, didn't I make it expressly clear that I'm not challenging any of the facts in this case? There's no there's no facts. I accept these charges for value and consideration. I want you to dish. I kept, and you're right. You have to say something three times. You have to say it three times. When you say it that third time, that's when you're going to see them either react and everything's going to happen. But you, that's what a lot of people don't understand, too. They think they're going to go in there and say something one time, it's going to work. You have to say it three times. That's in uh, Law Redemption in Court. Right there in Chapter 4, it tells you that. Right, that you may have to tell the judge something three times. Right, that's what I got. And it does work. Sometimes they won't let you get to that third time. They'll say, oh, hey, get out of here. You know, it's three times. Mm-hmm. So these are little es- esoteric nuances of appearing in court that you're going to find out. But that three is the magic number is very, very real, and most people don't understand. They forget that point, that you have to you have to make a request three times. Now, as far as the warrant, like I said, that's the evidence of a debt. You need to pay it. So you need to do an administrative process with them. Um, what I usually do is use a little, little mix from um, uh, Abatement in Common Law by Don Quixote. I'll send that letter, that, ju- that judge, that notice of what your status mm-hmm. is that's in there. And then I'll also send him an international bill of exchange, okay, for the amount of whatever they're requesting. If they don't have the amount, you know, you're doing it. There's, there's what's called an acceptance for value, and there's what's called an acceptance for assessed value, 
Okay, when you know the amount, it is assessed. When you don't know the amount, it's accepted for value. So accepted for assessed value means I know what it is. Or you can do an acceptance for honor. You know, I'm doing acceptance for honor. Okay, these charges and everything, I'm I'm issuing you an instrument. Uh, Here's a pre-authorized notice of credit. Give them a copy of that. Send the original to the Treasury Department along with all your documentation and send it to them. Okay, and, you know, and then and then, you know, wait and see what happens on that. But the tax forms are what you're going to need to do because you need some enforcement. All right. So the, the taxing agency, the IRS, in that case, is going to be your friend, the criminal investigation division, the CID. You know, so you send it to them and let them know, OK, hey, this guy right here has a negotiable instrument of mine. He's been issued that. You know, I've been told that um, a 1099 um uh, miscellaneous will automatically trigger some sort of audit from the IRS. I had a CPA tell me that. So, you know, so these are things that, yeah, miscellaneous. So I'm just giving you this information. I've never tried that, the miscellaneous. But the thing is, is that, but the CPA did tell me that. But the thing is, is that you want to address the taxes on. It's all a tax. Uh, Gene Keating has a show on the Internet called It's All a Tax. You can Google it on the Internet. It's all a tax. Well, they took it down. It's a funny thing. That whole show was on the internet. They took it down. It, they took down the Dorothy Gale video on the IRS, and they took down the Gene Keating video on It's All a Tax. It's a funny thing about anything that was related to taxes, how they took it down off the internet. It's really interesting. Um, a lot of y'all don't know that because y'all haven't been following it as long as I have, but there's been a lot of information that's been taken off the internet, and those are some of the yeah, most you, prominent. You heard about Sherry Jackson? Yeah, Sherry Peel Jackson, me and her did a uh, yeah. a, a seminar together, you know. Oh, really? So, yeah, Sherry Peel Jackson, yeah, she's been on my show before. Sherry Peel Jackson, I, she went and read a book called Invisible Contracts and got a deeper understanding of what was. So y'all looking at all them videos like uh, um, From Freedom to Fascism by Aaron Russo. I watched that when it very first came out. It was a good video, but it's all point. It's all point. Aaron Russo don't know what don't know. He's a movie director. He don't know what the hell he's talking about. And neither do a lot of those IRS agents because while they do know how to audit and everything, a lot of them didn't know what the law is as it relates to this. You know, they talking about, well, this hasn't been ratified, Title 26 and all of that. Okay, into positive law. Okay, so what? It ain't that. It's a contract. Contracts operating privately. Okay, they don't, it don't matter. It don't matter if it's been ratified or not. It's a contract, okay? You didn't sign affidavits when you do those tax forms and everything. It's a contract. You're involved. And then people say, well, show me where my signature is. Soon as somebody says that to you, you absolutely 100% positively, undoubtedly know that he ain't, he ain't even looked up the word contract in the Black's Law Dictionary. He ain't even looked up the definition of it. Because you got implied contracts and express contracts, all right? You got um, um, uh, uh, what is it, an uncompleted contract? I'll think about it in a minute. But you got a variety of different contracts. Every contract don't require a signature. Every contract don't need to be written on a piece of paper. Implied contracts are based off of conduct, but they don't know that because ain't none of them study contract law. Soon as you hear them ask what I signed, because I ain't signed the birth certificate. Well, show me a contract and all this kind of stuff. You got to show you no damn contract. They got the evidence. Nigga, you got a social security card. You got a damn driver's license. 
You know what I'm saying? You damn work at this job over here. Look at the questions that they ask these people on the internet. Where do you work, sir? You have a job? You know, I was watching a right. video dude yeah. got he got out of traffic court, judge hitting him with questions. You work? You got an income? You do this? Mm-hmm. He's he asking them questions because anything you say can and will be used against you. You testifying. Right. So what they do nine, 90% of the time, the reason they don't need to present any evidence is nine times out of ten, you testify you against yourself. Yep. You can testify against yourself. They get you to do it. They don't got to bring no witnesses. When you're dealing with a mortgage, a lot of times they say, you know what, well, is this your signature on this mortgage? Yeah, okay, we don't need to bring no witnesses. You just testified in open court that you signed a contract. Now all we need to do know now, have you paid or have you not paid? You know, these are the things that, you know, people got to understand. You know, so, you know, that, that's, what, that's what it is. You got to address that. That, that, is a, that is a debt. It is a debt collection. Study admiralty. Read the clerk's practices, and you will see this very clearly. Read the clerk's practices, and then turn around and read creditors in their bonds. I'm trying to work on doing a video on clerk's practices because I see that I have to do a video on that because people just aren't going to read these documents, and then they do, they're not going to look up the words because when you read something like clerk's practices, you're going to look up probably no less than 200 words because you're going to look up a lot of words reading that document, a lot of words. You're going to be stopping, looking up words, stopping, looking up words. It's going to take you a minute to go through that entire document. It's divided into three sections. The first section is the historical section. The sec- second section is the statutes. And the third section is the case law. So these are things that you got to understand. You know, you read, it's an old document too, but it's been modernized. That's what you're going to, your eyes, you'll get a new set of eyes. So now when you're looking at all this stuff, you'll know what you're looking at. You got to study history. History is very important. History is very important to understand, you know, where all this stuff is coming from. That way your eyes will uh, change. Like here in Georgia, we got Title 18, which is creditors and their debtors. That ain't nothing but admiralty all day. You read, read clerk's practice, then go read Title 18 here in Georgia, creditor and debt is the same goddamn thing. You know, so these are things that, you know, you don't know that right now. You don't see it. So they can play you. Well, you don't know. You can be played. He who can be deceived, let him. If you can be deceived, there is no law against lying. They done told you this publicly that the police got a right to lie to you. Okay, when you go into court, they're not lying to you because they're not under oath. The judge is not under oath, neither is the prosecutor. They're not under oath. You know, question on that. So, like, I did a uh, – when this stuff happened, I guess when it went down, I found out I had the warrant. Man, I hate to to spill, you know, just keep saying bad news, but I've I've learned a lot from it. I mean, I wind up – my wife left me uh, over this stuff. I was going through a foreclosure at the same time. Um, it was just in shambles. The warrant got boy, issued. Dedicated, you know, boy. And, when you when you you hear about somebody, <laughs> wife left him because of this. Boy, they dedicated, boy. I ain't lying. I've heard that story so many times. People wives leave, <laughs> but that's not funny. Man, but go it, ahead. It's, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's deep. But you know, I I see the. You know, I believe. Um, ever since I started waking up, kind of spiritually, I believe everything happens for a reason. So, um, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, so I'm not looking at it in a negative aspect. When, when somebody so leaves, people look you, at me. When somebody leaves you, it's because your vibration changed. You're not a vibrational match yep. anymore. Exactly. All right? So you yep. know, so that's why people leave. You know, when the, your vibration changes, if your if your vibration is speeding up because of knowledge, anything, a lot of people are going to leave your life. So you'll you'll know that. Just do a 21 day fast and watch what happens. Your vibration is going to change, and watch how people leave your life and step out of your life and things like that. 
So that's not anything, you know, when your vibration change, you know, you're not, you're not on the same frequency with them anymore. You're on a different channel. You're on a different channel. Right. So they ain't understanding what you're doing or anything like that. So yeah, you got to get with like-minded people, but go ahead. Go ahead finish what you were saying. So, so yeah, when I was learning this, you know, it, it became clear to me and a, a whole lot of scripture started to make so much more sense. You know, it is done unto you as you believe, you know, so a man think of, so he is. And then I, I looked at the example when Jesus says, uh, you know, it is um, it is written that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I tell you that even if a man lusts upon her in his heart, he's already committed the act. So I saw how powerful the thought was. So I really, you know, my first order of action was basically figure out what you want, you know, um, make it clear. And then you focus on that. You, you, you bring up the feeling. And, you know, once I, I started to understand who we were, you know, as living men and women. So I guess when that happened, man, it's like the, my whole world was kind of flipped upside down. Um, you know, every, all this, all this negative, these negative things started happening and people, you know, like my mom, she was like, you know, for all this stuff to be happening to you, you got a, you got an excellent uh, spirit. You know, how, how are you able to maintain yourself and not, you know, not go crazy uh, with all these things happening to you at once? And, you know, I just explained to her, you know, hey, I came across this information and I've been living it. So um, with that being said, I, um, you know, uh, oh, yes, that's what it is. You did a video a while back, and I can't remember what the title of it was, but I, I was taking screenshots of some of the slides. You were narrating it. And uh, with me going through this um, this whole divorce thing, you know, and I'm not out to be vindictive or anything like that. Uh, we have two children together, um, 11 and, and uh, 11 and 8. And uh, I'm just pretty much trying to – she pretty much cleaned me out. <laughs> she took everything but the house itself, and that's only because it was going into foreclosure. Um, so I guess you did a video explaining how you can actually fly to Puerto Rico and do a, a file for divorce. Would that right. – um, would I be able to do that considering that we have – children or does that does that even matter well i mean that was the judge dale document I, i've never flown to puerto rico and gotten a divorce you know my 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 ex-wife divorced me while i was in, in in jail so uh you know so that that was about 15 years ago 15 20 years ago though it was a long time i've been divorced a long time so uh, you know so it's a thing where i can't really tell you you know if that'll work or not but it makes sense to me you can try it and see a lot of things how I find out things and why I give you all these documents is I would read a document, some information somebody would give me, and I'd go out and try it. And sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't work. That's why I tell people things and everything. You know, I went, I went, when I was going through my ordeal, uh, people were sending me documents in jail. This is back when they, we could get documents in jail. And every time I got a new document in jail, I'd go in the courtroom and try it. I'd go in the courtroom and try it every damn time. You know, and see what would happen. And that's what, and I would see, look at their responses, monitor their responses. It's an education. You got to learn the language of silence and all of that. But you can get the divorce. But here's the thing I, I want to say is that you're right in maintaining a positive attitude because you got to understand that everything that's happening to you is happening for your benefit. It's happening for your benefit. And if you don't learn from the situa uh, way, uh, situation, you're, it's going to repeat in your life again. There's a lesson being taught to you. Now, um, I'm going to give you something that I used one time that worked for me. I got a charge one time, and um, 
it was like a trespassing charge or something like that. And um, I did a 21-day fast. Because in the Bible it says, how is it this time only comes out between, uh, from fasting and prayer? I did a 21-day water fast. No food. Absolutely, just drank straight water. There are plenty of videos on YouTube that will teach you about water fasting. Uh, Dr. Herbert Sheldon is the uh, information that I learned from. And also um, The Miracle of Fasting by uh, Bragg. He has an excellent book, too. Uh, those are kind of two books that I used when I first learned about fasting and everything. But I did a lot of intense fasting. When you fast, it intensifies your prayer, makes your prayer more powerful when you start fasting because your vibration is increasing. To be able to communicate with angels, you have to vibrate up to their level. They're not going to come to your level. you got to go to their level. All right? So to go to their level, like it says in um, the book of Daniel, he did 21-day fasting, and, he, you know, and the angel, when he got to him, he said, hey, look, I was on my way the first day, but you know, I had to battle all these demons on the way to get to you and everything. All right? mm-hmm. they got, cause you're, the Christians talk about the uh, 21-day Daniel fast, but really, it ain't, they be eating and doing all kind of shit. You know, they ain't trying to do water. This is water. If you want to purify the body, water. The body is 75% water. All right? It stands to reason that if there's any ailment, condition, or negativity in your body, that it makes common sense that you should change the fluids out in your body like you change oil in a car. All right? You got to get the old oil out and put in fresh oil. You need to get the old water out. Once you start fasting the third day, once your body goes into ketosis, when you start looking at your urine, it's going to become a dark yellow. That's because toxins are being held in the fat, and then they're released, and they start going through the liver and coming out through the body. And it takes about 40 days to completely clean it out. But 21 days will do. You do a 10-day fast, you a water fast, you add 20 years to your life. But 21 days is ideal. If it is something that is plaguing you, that seriously, I would seriously look into, uh, if you want to get really spiritual and want to see the effectiveness of prayer, okay, because to fast 21 days is a powerful exercise of the will. It takes willpower to do that. So not only are you increasing your willpower, okay, you're purifying yourself. I went to court after I did that. They said, your case ain't even on the docket sheet. Oh, what man. And, and let me tell you something. I got to charge with somebody else. I can bring her on and test. Now, this is somebody I can bring on and testify to this because it was somebody else with me, and they got the charge too. And we both went to court, and it's like, y'all case ain't on the docket. I'm like, what? I said, you sure? I made sure. I went, I went, I went and went, like, like look, y'all look for this because I don't want y'all issuing no warrant for me. Because I'm here right now. Make sure. No, there's nothing here. There ain't no docket. So, wow. you know, so I'm like, damn. I was like, I mean, that really amazed. It's my first time really telling this story. But that's what I did. I, I cleaned myself out, okay, and I prayed every day. You know, I, listen, you cannot underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer is very powerful. But if you want to amplify it, if you want to amplify the vibe, because you're sending out a vibrational force. Okay, when you read Matthew chapter, uh, no, let me say Mark 11, 22 to 26, it tells you, uh, if you tell this mountain to be cast into the sea, the mountain that they're referencing is your problems. Okay, what can swallow up a mountain is the sea. The sea is talking about is the ethers. 
I said, if you want this to disappear from your life, there is no problem that cannot be eradicated from your life. Um, uh, Kevin Trudeau has a series of audios on YouTube called Your Wish is Your Command. And he is like in this brotherhood. He's, he's, he's revealing what's being taught in the Illuminati, um, the uh, Masonic Brotherhood, Rosicrucians, and all of this. And it's, it's probably one of the most in-depth uh, instructional video uh, audios ever heard on the law of attraction because it tells you what they have to go through mentor to go through in order to train their minds to think in a certain way all the time and basically it's learning how to think positively the average person out there thinks negatively all the time so they have this big ball of energy surrounding them that is negative because everything their whole entire outlook on life is negative so that's why they have to keep having these negative circumstances coming into their life. To, um, to think constructively, positively all the time requires an effort of will. It's a very um, laborious activity to think positive all the time. But it's only initially. Once you get to, I got another um, video on my website, I mean on YouTube, that's called Mind Power. Okay, It's teaching you the same thing that through six months you have to go through this ritual. That's what rituals are. Rituals are training the mind to think a certain way. In Islam, the Prophet Muhammad used to have the Muslims pray seven times a day. They would complain about it, so he reduced it to five. But originally it was seven. Okay, so they do five times a day. That's training their minds to think in a certain way. Okay, it's a ritual that you're doing. Okay, and there's an affirmation. Some people call it affirmation. Some people call it prayer. In the book of Proverbs, I'm sorry, the book of Psalms, you should go through the Psalms because, you know, we like to say the book of Psalms is a book of spells. And it really surprised you, the prayers that are in there. You know, take out your enemy, all kind of stuff. You know, David wasn't playing with it. But they are very effective as well. I can personally attest to all of this. Some people may not believe in it, but it's very, very powerful. All right? So those are some of the tools that you can use in addition to doing your paperwork and everything that you're doing. A lot of things don't work for people because they don't have the spiritual, uh, uh, they don't have the spiritual standing to make it. See, so many people are so physical. They doubt. 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 The double-minded man can hope to receive nothing from the Lord. Oh, ye of little faith. Where is your faith? Okay. A lot of people today are not spiritual. They're not. It, 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 it's, it's become a bleak society. They've lost all faith. And what is happening, what is happening is that you are being shown that your only remedy is to go back being spiritual. There is no remedy in depending on man, none whatsoever. So you're going through all these, you're knocking on all these doors in the physical world looking for an answer until you finally exhaust yourself out and say there isn't any answer. Because the physical is the plane of effects. There is no power on the physical. All power rests with the spiritual. All power rests with the mind. And how you think all power rests in having faith, a solid faith. You know, when Jesus cast out those demons, uh, and uh, the disciples came to him and said, why can't we do this? He said, because of your faith. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. He would say, how is it this kind only comes out through fasting and prayer? In some books, you'll see that they took out the fasting part. That's, see, that's that demon stuff. I'm like, okay, why in this Bible? That's why people say they don't take things out of the Bible. You got some Bibles in that verse. Oh, only they do say, all the time. Yeah, they only just leave prayer 
And then some Bibles will have the fasting and prayer. Okay, it's fasting and prayer. It's fasting and the reason you're fasting is purification. Cleanliness is next to godliness. When you cleanse out yourself, your vibration speeds up. Food slows down the vibration, especially dead food like animals. So, yes, there are, there's preparation that you need to do. When you come involved in situations that are life or death or your freedom is at, at stake, okay, it's, it's mandatory that you get spiritual. And it's mandatory that you keep a positive outlook. When you read a book, um, The Master Key by Charles Han L., in the very introduction of that book, he discusses that. He discusses that men who think that uh, have a problem, when they go to the problem, they find that it's been gone, it's been erased. You know, these are all these teachings that you're getting from very affluent, wealthy, and powerful people all over the planet and everything telling you the same thing, but people won't take and read it. Okay? Think and Grow Rich by uh, Napoleon Hill is another mm-hmm. one. Wallace Waddle, Scientific of getting, uh, Science of Getting Rich. All these books, The Secret, okay? Uh, all of these things. You got, um, um, what's her name? Abraham uh, on YouTube and everything. You know, she is, she is, you know, she's a beast with it. But all of them are teaching you the same thing. They say, well, this law of attraction thing ain't real. Right. Okay, well, you're not yeah. a Christian. What do you think Mark 11, 22 through 27 is? It's the law of attraction. And it tells you before you do it, you have to pray. But before you go and pray, make sure you have forgiveness in your heart. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. All right, because when you're tainting your spirit, because you have something against another individual, you're blocking your blessing. The reason you're blocking your bless, blessing because deep down inside your soul, you don't think you're entitled to anything. If you have guilt, you have to forgive yourself. Guilt, guilt, right. it, by, its, it, by its very nature, dictates that you, aren't, you don't deserve something. So you got to get rid of all guilt, all hate, you know, even that mind power tells you to eliminate that out of your spirit. Call the person and say, look, I want you to know I love you and I forgive you. You know, I'm sorry I, our relationship didn't work, you know, but I want you to hate you. I don't have anything against you. I, I, I still love you and I love the kids. And, you know, we may not be together, but let's try to make, you know, at least have some sort of, uh, you know, you know, respectful relationship toward one another. Something it's for you. And, 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 and you know what? I've she, done that, Yusuf. But she she continues to be, you know, vindictive. I was going to tell you yeah, that's on that's on her. It's not. And you know, women are very emotional. She hurt. You know, she's mad. She didn't want to get no divorce from you. She didn't want to be, you know, leave, you know, have her children away from their father really deep down inside. But you know, we live in a society today that encourages that. Seventy percent of all divorces are instigated by women. You know, 70% irreconcilable differences is what you're going to see most of the time on the divorce paperwork. And they get mad, you know, and things like you do it all. We lost the house, especially when you lose a house. When you lose a house, women take that shit, boy. Because that's what happened to me. My (laughs) ex-wife lost the house. My ex-wife lost the house while I was gone. And that is what really, uh, you know, because I was was the moneymaker, you know. A lot of stuff happened and everything. And when I left, you know, you know, it changed her. And I couldn't, I couldn't bring her back. You know, I couldn't bring her back. I tried to talk to her. I couldn't bring her back. She was, she was hurt. You know, she was hurt to a point where, hey, look, I, you know, I'm just through with it. You know, 
And I understood, you know, I understood. I'm not mad at her. She's still mad at me to this day. But it's like I'm not mad at her. I don't hate her or anything, you know. So the thing is, is that that's on them. You, they, That's something that they have to work out in themselves. You got to worry about you, okay, and your situation and getting your spirit right, okay? And that's what you need to work on. All these instructions in the Bible have a scientific basis in nature, okay? Don't look at it as some hocus-pocus mumbo-jumbo. That's why I tell everybody to study the seven principles, all right? The first one is uh, mentalism, correspondence, vibration, okay? Then you got polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender, okay? When you understand those principles, when you read the Bible, you'll see all of those principles being discussed in the Bible, okay? And when we're talking about fasting and prayer, we're talking about vibration and mentalism and correspondence, all right? All right? The things you think about, the predominant thoughts you carry around all the time is what manifests on the physical plane. When you see that thought in your mind, it exists. You've just given birth and life to a thought form, but it doesn't have a physical body. To be able to, it's just like solid, liquid, and water. Okay, go. Water goes through all the all the three different phases: solid, liquid, gas. Okay, it starts out as a gaseous state. Okay, as it slows down, it goes into a liquid state. And as it slows down more, it goes into a ice state. That's the same thing with thought. Thought goes through the three di- uh, dimensions. You know, a solid, liquid, gas. It starts with the gaseous state. That's the thought. All right, then it goes to the water state, the spirit, and then it gets a physical body. The solid state. But you have to maintain that thought over an extended period of time. And how you speed that up because when you start letting uh, negative thoughts invade your mind, that's what it talks about in the book of Proverbs. Guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. The word heart is Even mind. in Peter, you know, talk I, about bringing thoughts into subjection, into captivity. Yeah, you got to. Your thoughts is what is, the Bible is talking about your thinking. The double-minded man, if your thoughts are vacillating back and forth between faith and doubt, okay, you're bringing the blessing to you, and then when you start doubting, you start pushing it away. So that, that blessing just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. You're bringing it to you, and when it almost gets to you, you start doubting. You push it away. Bring it to you, and then you push it away. Bring it to you, and you push it away. That never gets a chance to reach you because you're doubting. So the double-minded man can hope to receive nothing from the Lord. The word Lord there, I've told you several times, is law. It's law. It's the law. Okay, this is the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the law of love. That's another name of it. Everything in the universe has been created in love. Okay, it's been created in love. Fear is a phantasmagoria of the mind. It is something that you create yourself. That's why it's an acronym that stands for false evidence appearing real. Okay, it looks real. This is what the Wizard of Oz was about behind the curtain. And then when she finally make it to the wizard, the wizard tell you I had the power to go home all the time, Dorothy. I wasn't nothing but a fraud. I was behind this curtain. Make you think one thing. But then when you peek behind the curtain, then you got in Isaiah chapter 14. It says, people are narrowly going to look up on thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth shake and nations to tremble? When you find out the truth, it's going to be funny. Because like, this is what was going on? Uh, some cosmic mm-hmm. joke. When you come into the realization that you have the power over all things. As it says in Luke 17, 21, look ye not here, not there, but the kingdom of heaven is in you. Within. Okay, so these are the things. I didn't mean to get on the mic and start preaching today. 
But you have to understand where your power is because it's very important. It is. Your spiritual um, um, development is very important. You know, the thing about what they're doing to us is they are taking our time. Your time, your whole time should be devoted to obtaining everlasting life. That is your ultimate goal. Wealthy people, you talk to wealthy people, as soon as they get rich, the first thing they do is start concentrating on spiritual stuff. Why do you think you see all these wealthy people in all these Masonic organizations and all this? What do you think they're doing? All right, they get wealthy. First thing they do is start looking for something higher because the things of this world no more, you know, give them any joy like that. So they're looking for something higher. They're looking for higher things, trying to go to the planets and, you know, peek into the spiritual world and do all these different things. All right? Because the first test is money. Okay? You should be able to do this. Jesus said in, um, I believe it was what, Matthew, I think, I don't know if it was chapter 15. He said, why are you worried about this? He said, you can't change not one hair on your head, black or white, worrying anything. You know? You're worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. He's talking about the power of now, the the great I am. It ain't. It don't say I will be or I was. It's I am. I will be is the future. I was is the past. I am is now because that is how it works. It works in now. That's why all the affirmations, any affirmation you look at is spoken in a present tense. Okay, pay attention to these things. As it says in Job, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. Fear is the enemy, fear and doubt. And the only thing that eradicates that is knowledge. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What are you going to be free from? Fear and doubt. Fear is holding you bondage. Doubt is holding you bondage. You're in bondage to these. Quick, two more questions, Yusuf, uh, before you go. I'll make it quick. Um, I'm familiar with the uh, the authenticated birth certificate procedure. I was wondering, could you do? Could I do something like that with my marriage certificate? Yes. Those and it be effective. You should do it. Okay. On our secure party okay. process, marriage certificate is included in that. It's included in that, okay. most definitely. You want to claim everything. You know, if you was in the military, get all your military documents. Put that on there. Every every document yep, you sign your name on in the public, any type of license, anything you got, you should be claiming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I did a secure party, excuse me, secure party creditor process previously. But at the time, like I said, I didn't under, fully understand it, and I started learning it as I was doing it. Would you suggest that I redo it, or you know, is that something? Uh, well, I don't you know because I don't. I'm the, not. I, I don't think you necessarily need to redo the paperwork. I haven't seen your paperwork, so I don't know. I can't answer that question for you directly. What I will say is that if you did paperwork and you didn't understand what you're doing, then yes, you should. You know, take a refresher and start studying. I've been planning on going and doing a whole audio for cracking the code on on uh, on YouTube. Because I saw how uh, signing your signature without liability was so beast. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boy, everybody yeah. jumped on this. So I was like, so I, you know, I said, well, maybe I'll just do the whole book and put the whole book on here from beginning to end so people can, you know, at least have something on the Internet they can look at and go to and everything. So, you know, but that is the thing, you know, I re- I'm a reader. 
You know, I, I read, you know, I read everything. And that's what helps me get such a good understanding of things. I understand why you do a copyright of your name. I read the whole contract. You know, I've read all different administrative processes and understand, I understand the principle behind it. So, you know, like, so yes, if you don't understand something, then you don't have no power. Okay. Knowledge is power. Okay. Knowledge is power. Okay. You don't have any power. If you don't have any knowledge. Okay. And the last question is I signed up for the, uh, <clears throat> the membership on your website. And, um, but I'm, I'm for go- some reason, I'm going to take a membership. few days. I, I'm going through the memberships, right? I had something, I was wondering what was happening and I found what was the uh, issue on my website. I, I had something that was checked off. When y'all sign up, they give you a site registration instead of sending you on to your thing. So I'm going through all the people that signed up, and I'm changing that right now. And it's just kind of taking me a long process. I got to go through each individual one by one. But I'm on it. I know what's wrong. I'll take care of it. Give, what's your first name? Just okay. give me your first name. Lemuel, L-E-M-U-E-L. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Thank you, Yusuf. I appreciate everything, brother. You take care. Hi, right, you're welcome. Okay. All right, let's go to All right, let me do this real quick. Let me go to uh I'm gonna try to uh let's go to Alabama. Two oh five area code, Alabama. Oh two six three, your mic is open. Hit your mute button if you got your phone muted. Two oh five oh two six three, your mic is open. Alabama. Okay, let me go on to the next one. Let's go to uh let's take let's dip over. let's go down to Florida real quick. Seven eight six oh seven nine three, Florida. Peace. Peace. What's going on? Can you hear me, Yusuf? Loud and clear. How you doing, my brother? Happy New Year. Blessings for you and your family. Long list, long time listener. And likewise to you as well, sir. How can I help you today? Um, I had a one comment and one question. <clears throat> Now, the the question I have for you is, I've read the Kabbalion and, you know, studied about the Anunnaki's and, you know, how they came about. But I've read other books, like from the Bible to the Book of Enoch and the Book of Jashir. But I don't know right. how relevant these books are. But is some of the content that's in it, it just threw me off when I go from how things, you know, the purpose that we're here for. And, for example, in the book of Jashir, Jehoshua, and he was, I guess, Noah's right-hand man. But they was going around killing people, smitting them by the sword. Yeah, yeah, a lot of killing in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> a lot mean, of killing in the Old Testament. <laughs> They was, I mean, and then the sons of Jacob, I would want to understand how they, they were the chosen one. They were the, the Lord's people, and they had right to everything, and they had all the power, 
Well, you're asking me. You're asking me to. You're asking me to go into like a um, uh, get into the true interpretation of what you're reading. Okay, first of all, you just mentioned the Anunnaki. All right, so I did a video on YouTube. Said God, God, God. Now the reason I did that video, you know, I just it was just a little something I put out there. I wanted people to be aware of the fact that. Look at how they're translating this from Hebrew into English for you. Okay? What's being said in Hebrew, okay, you got what's called a translation, and you have what's called transliteration. The literal meaning of what's being said in the other language is not translating over into English. All right? So you are putting your soul into the hands of people you know, like I look at some of these uh, so-called scholars. You know, they call well. You got this scholar who says X, Y, and Z. I said, I don't mean anything. He call himself a scholar. He's a damn lie. All right, because you know, it'll take the word just a simple thing like Elohim. When you read, when you read, uh, let me let's go to Genesis real quick. I want you to look at this. And you look at Genesis, and let's do like one twenty-six. Genesis one twenty-six. All right, well, I think it's very, it's very, uh, very, it throws off a lot of people. Where it says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon it. The word God right there in 126 is Elohim. The word God in, the word God in Psalms 82.6 is Elohim. The word God, in, uh, when uh, Satan is talking, in Genesis chapter 3, I think it was what, three, three verse, uh, let's see what it was, uh, 3 verse 5, where it says, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, you shall, uh, your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, when you go get a Strong's Concordance, which you can get on the internet very easily, you look at that first word, God, that they got with a capital G, and Hebrew is Elohim. And you look at that word, God, in lowercase g, it's, Elo- it's the same damn word in, in Hebrew. But they will <laughs> try to convince you that we're talking about two different gods. We got a big G, little g, when it ain't no capital letters in Hebrew. This is a deception <laughs> wow. of the English. This is a deception of the English language. So they have given everybody this concept of God based off of bad translations. Okay, what's happening? All right. All, right. all we talking about the creator of the boundless universe, the, the, the God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present. They say that uh, no one has met God before. Let me pull this up hmm. for you. But not, not, wasn't it when when those those three people came and met Abraham, right? One of them was the Lord. One of them yeah, was the Lord. What he was talking about? He was trying to say. And what about Lot when he was trying to say Sodom and Gomorrah? Not Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, these things, these things. When you look at it in the language, right? Is not even the word angel. The word angel is mal is Malik in Hebrew, or Malikati in like Arabic. Okay, the book of Malachi. The book of Malachi means my angel. Uh, the word angel means messenger. 
the word heaven. In the Old Testament, there is no dying and going to heaven. It's a New Testament concept. Ezekiel was taken mm. up, but he didn't die. Okay, he was taken up. All right, so or Enoch, I'm sorry, Enoch, not Ezekiel, Enoch. Okay. You look at you look in all of these stories and everything, and you start to see that, you know what, is this some story from some ancient civilization that's been passed down? You know, because when you think about it, wasn't um Abraham coming out of Ur Chaldees, which is Samaria, okay, and is that the reason why these same stories we reading are the same exact stories in ancient Samaria? But when we read they tales, we get a totally different picture, you know, that, and then we begin to see, then you can understand why all these killings and everything was happening because this so-called gods were just higher beings. I, along, <laughs> along, along the line, the evolutionary line further than us who were still susceptible to like, uh, uh, frailties like anger uh, Jealousy And things like that And that's why you see all these wars and everything That was happening And killing You, yeah. know, you had Inky and Enlil had their followers And if you had another follower He would say you know You should put no other God before me Or was he saying You should put no other Elohim before me Or no other Anunnaki before me but You know see what I'm saying I grew up in a Christian. I grew up in a Christian religion, but talking about Noah and the ark and the animals. But now, when I come to find out, it wasn't you know it wasn't animals in there. It was the DNA of the animals. Yeah, the DNA. Because how you gonna put all how you gonna put all those how you gonna put all those animals on the boat? All right. So so but but see why do they have to say that? Why they have to say that is. Is because they have put in the concept of everybody that in antiquity they were not as advanced as they are today. When it is, you can watch these videos on YouTube and they're showing you every day that they were more advanced than us. See, here's the thing. I like, I like, I watch a show called The Magicians. And on there, there is uh, this character, he's called The Beast. And The Beast, he's, a, he's like a, this demon type uh, thing, but he has power. And he's always looking at human beings and he said, Y'all technology. And he's always making this statement. He said, it's interesting what human beings will make when they don't have magic. In other words, y'all motherfuckers make computers, cell phones. Y'all doing all the stuff that y'all could do with your mind. You, we got, I don't, you don't, exactly. society doesn't need a cell phone when everybody got telepathy. You see what I'm saying? So a, 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 a group of beings where everybody in the society got telepathic powers, of course, when you go and look at a civilization, you're not going to find nothing like a damn cell phone. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to find a cell phone. When somebody has full access of their brain power, you're not going to find nothing like a computer. A computer is an imitation of the brain. And a copy yeah. can never be superior to the original. Exactly. The computer, yeah, you know, they're trying to get into quantum... Uh, computing and so forth to ma- They try to bring this artificial uh, Which I think they may achieve actually But it's still going to be devoid Of a spirit and a soul Even with these clones They learn how to clone uh, They know how to do, that, do g- genetic splicing Where you're taking different species And splicing it together They had a movie called The Island of Dr. Moreau That went into that 
I mean, you got a lot of things out there that they tell you in movies and everything that people only look at it for entertainment value. But these individuals are making movies off of actual things and, you know, the knowledge that they have. And they're trying to tell you something. There's a whole nother world out there. You've been confined to a city where you didn't spend the majority of your life driving up and down streets and everything. And you have a very small idea of what the world is really like or what's truly in the world. But you think that you have the authority to make a determination of what's real and what's not, what's out there and what's not. You ain't been nowhere. Seen nothing. Ain't even, ain't even traveled all through America. I went across, I drove across the entire, I drove across the entire United States. And that was a a spiritual uh, changing for me, just driving across the United States. It was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? It just opened my mind up. I'm like, wow, look at, look at America. It truly is beautiful. Truly beautiful. And, and you know, it's amazing when you when you go, when you go outside the country and you see other countries. That's when you you're like, places. wow. I'm, I was looking at a video just last night. I'm going to Japan. I'm thinking about going over to Japan. He was just telling me how you know when you come over here and you look at an entirely different culture. How the people are all kind over there. You know, we live in a society. Everybody rude. You know what kind of thing? When you go, he came back. He lived in Atlanta. He came back to Atlanta and stayed a little while. He said, "No, nah, I want to go back to Japan." I don't want to come back to Atlanta. You know, because it's different. <laughs> Very. So, 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 you know, so I don't mean to digress. I don't want to lose sight of what we originally was talking about. But the Bible, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? But the spiritual principles that I just told the last caller, like in the book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs, come, they, they come, they based off of Egyptian teaching. Uh, you should seek wisdom. Okay, knowledge and everything doesn't mean people are perfect, you know. I mean, you know, you got to study I'm a, history, huh? I'm a I'm a firm believer in those. I read the Kabbalion. I'm a firm believer in those seven principles. And I mean, right. if you live by them, and there's everyone has to be governed by some form of law, and you, the higher laws, the higher law is going to supersede the lower law. So if you exactly. live your life according to those higher laws, my brother, everything. And one thing I want to congratulate, to thank you on, is that one comment you made about the difference between rich people and poor people, and that rich people know how to fill out tax forms and poor people don't. <laughs> and I, 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 I digress that. I digress that every day. I went and read out of twenty. I went and read out of 26, in and out, Yusuf. (laughs) My brother, you know I know how to do banking now. And that's the whole point, point, to get society. You know, there there was a point in our history when all of this was done by private people. This was all done by private people. They took it away from us, dumbed us down, now they doing it and charging us for it, and it's all something they got from us. The law merchant was something that was conducted through merchants privately. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So all that was on the private side first. The, the the public reflects the private. That's something else people got to understand. It's reflecting what you're doing. You know, you get in trouble for issue when you get in trouble for get issuing a negotiable instrument. You didn't get in trouble for issuing a negotiable instrument. You got in trouble because you put something on that negotiable instrument that is the property of somebody in the public. I.e. routing number. 
Yeah. And, and, and you didn't have authority to issue it. All you got to do, all anybody got to do is put bill of exchange in Google and go to Google Images and look at all them damn bill of exchange all throughout history. Ain't none of them got rowdy numbers on them. Absolutely, oh, yeah, I do. absolutely. I, I do. Oh, look and see. You know, if I'm saying what I'm saying is true. And the, the, the thing, what I've learned, right, everything, once once I studied that and knew that, everything out here is a tax, you know. And then when I went and researched the definition of income, you know that meant profit? Yes. It's, it, yeah, if you get a profit, um, 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 what is the two words? Profit or um, gain? Those are the two words. Yeah, profit, profit, profit and gain. But let a, me ex- tell you how. And ex- an, ex- an exchange is not taxed. There's an equal exchange. But, a tax is only on but, a profit but, or a gain. Exactly. So when I when I studied that, I'm like, hold on, how could they say? Income. So when you work, that income is profit. But then it makes sense because everything's prepaid. Why should you be working Every, if everything's prepaid? That's a very good, insightful observation. I, I grant. I give it to you. But those key terms, so my, the the guy who taught me about public ahead. and private, that was that was the two of the key words he taught me was profit and gain. I forgot to tell everybody that too. Profit and gain. Yes. They can tax profit and gain, so your income is profit, so it's taxable. Like when you do a what's it, it's called a ten a ten thirty eight exchange. Like when you buy real estate and you uh, sell your real estate, you can defer the taxes if you invest the money in another property. You know, it's like it's some exchange. I forgot the code for it, but these are things you know that I, my mentor who taught me about trust taught me that too. When you do an exchange in the tax. Like when you exchange property into a trust, there's no taxable event. You know, these are things that, you know, you have to understand. It's profit and gain. But, you know, I don't want to get into yeah. that discussion over there right now, you know. Yeah, I, that, you know, that, that's, that's, that's private information. But, um, yeah. Because I'm going to uh, tell you about the IRS. The IRS will attack you for teaching people things. See, yeah. like, like when you read the uh, about 1099 OID, Seth Sunberg. Seth Sunberg had a very popular case on the 1099 OID. Okay, and when you listen to people, they'll say, you're going to be arrested for doing that? Well, I go and read the case. And I, and I had clients who came to me had problems. And the one thing I, I would always say, I'm like, damn, he got, they were mad. First of all, they put wrong information on there trying to get back more money than what they was entitled to. And then next, they on there teaching, running seminars, charging people and stuff like that. And that's going to get you in broad. You know, I read the case law, you know, and it's nine times out of 10. It's not what is being, you know, people put the rumor that's being spread around is not the reality. And that's why you should read the case and see what the case is saying and understand what these people are talking about. Like somebody just put out something about Dr. Sabi. I went and read like a young lady called in and said, did you read the case yesterday? I'm going to talk about that in just a second. I went and got the case. Yeah, let me, ask, let me ask you a question, Yusuf. If, if, yeah, go ahead. If you, I mean, if, if they could arrest you, and if you understand that everything's commercial, and you know how to offset and discharge these obligations, 
that they coming at you with. I mean, how you know how are they gonna come? If they know you know how to offset or discharge when they bring you in these courtrooms, because these all these are administrative tribunals. Well, I mean, it's listen, you okay? If they got they got everybody information. If they see you ain't never did this before, you gonna get tested. Everything is a test, you know. You got to understand, if I were doing them, I would do the same thing. If I have slaves, who wants to, they are in debt. They need the, they need the labor of the American people to pay that, back this damn fictitious ass debt, all right, that they seem, they, they so concerned about. I don't know why they're concerned about it. I don't understand this power that this central bank has. Uh, you know, I'm not behind the scenes. I'm sure there's something esoteric. When you get to the highest levels of the planet, you know, it's just one of the good things that um, uh, Paul said in Corinthians. He said, we're not battling with, you know, flesh and blood. We're battling with uh, principalities in higher places. All right. There are some there are things going on on the higher levels of this planet. You have no idea. They're coming out with a new men in black movie, too. It's, uh, uh, it's going to be real good. I want to I want to see There's a lot of truth in those, too. But. There are things going on on this planet. You have no idea the truth is stranger than fiction. You know, it's my contention that the people who run the planet are not human. I'm a true believer in that. It's my contention. I don't think they're human. I think there's some sort of other entity. And you know why? You were warned about it when you read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. He tells you about this reptilian. He said this reptilian needs blood. To come into our dimension. That's why you see these blood sacrifices and all of this. And he said, we eliminated them all in our time, but you need to be on alert because they could come back again. That's the story with the Anunnaki's needing the blood because it has the gold in it, right? The spirit is in the blood. The spirit is in the blood. It's in the blood. All right, so... The thing is that, you know, we don't know. It's this story. I could get into a discussion about this. I mean, this is a show in itself. All the things we could talk about. If you want to talk about reptilians, I mean, they're showing you a lot of examples. YouTube is catching a lot of stuff. And the thing about it is, is when you look at the comment section, you will see all these ridiculous comments from these idiots that will kind of try to sway you to think, oh, this is a joke. You know, like when I put out, the video of the interview with the extraterrestrials. Okay. Everybody said, man, I don't believe that. That's some guy got CGI or something like that. I said, listen to what this extraterrestrial is saying. The, <laughs> the, the, the insight and the things he's talking about, ain't no regular human got that. Mm-hmm. Right, they, they, they but us. they totally ignore really that. And that's what we have. We have a people. They'll tell you this. They'll say, They'll say something like this. We'll see, they'll use this a lot, too. If some individual comes out with some information, what they do is they don't attack the information. They attack the character of the, of the person. And say, this is fake. This, this is fake. He got arrested for this right here or something like that. I'm like, what does that have to do with what he's telling you? They kill the messenger instead of looking at the content of the message. They won't look at the message for nothing. They won't look at the they will They will completely discount it. Based off of other basically irrelevant uh, premises that don't have nothing to do with what's being stated, and that's a sign of that lack of intelligence. 
a lack of critical thinking. Exactly. It's a lack let, of critical thinking. Let me give an example. An example why at the closing table during a mortgage, they give you a, a, the, 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 the borrower a stack of papers because they know when you look at those stack of papers, they're not, they're not going to go read it. The promissory away. note pay for the house, but they lock you into a contract. That's what they do. You don't even, the, the contract, you don't even need the contract. All that other stuff you don't even need. The only thing that matters is the promissory note. But they're locking you into a contract where you're going to promise to pay uh, them some money every month or something like that, giving you a security interest in property that's already paid for. But that's another discussion. But, but no, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because what, what I figured, what I saw it was, if the promissory note is securitized and is an asset, and it's not a debt. Well, know, that's what. The, that's now, right. And, and a lot of people like to use this word fraud. Fraud ain't gonna get you nowhere in court. You know, you got to use breach of contract. But, that's but, that's where but Tom. The thing, the, the thing about court uses, the thing about the court, you cannot dispute the debt. Of the United States. That's you the 14th Amendment. That's the 14th Amendment. Yeah, so, so if you're in that courtroom, you better tell them how you're going to satisfy the obligation. That's why they had acceptance for value. Because that straw man is a 14th Amendment citizen, and under the 14th exactly. Amendment, it says the public debt should not be questioned. So I tell people, do not go in there, argue, ask for the assessment, and satisfy the obligation. Because then you got Article 10 that states that no state shall interfere with the obligation of contract. That's right. It's a contract. Contract makes the law. Yeah. You're in a contract. That's why I tell people to read invisible contracts, read the Constitution. You're right about the 14th Amendment. The public debt shall not be questioned. These statutes are bonds of record. In other words, it comes from the statute merchant. They give you these charges, which is another name for a tax. I've been taxing you to collect money to pay the national debt. That's what it <laughs> then, is. When, when, I went, when, when I went and looked at the definition of a public charge, it's a lien. I said, oh, okay, y'all putting a lien on the estate, so give me an assessment so I can satisfy it. And that's what, and that's what, it tell you here, Georgia got some of the most transparent laws out of any, any state in the union. When you look at, um, uh, Title 17, uh, 17, OCGA 1711, one, it tells you straight up. And you should go, I got the copy of title. If you go to my Facebook group account, I put the copy of the book right there in my Facebook account. So let everybody see how many copies of it, let you see. So you can, because you ain't going to get the whole story on the internet. See, they want to go to let, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to get these codes off the internet. You can't do that. You got to get it out the book. You got to look at the case law. So you get the full explanation of that statute. See, the judge and the administrators are going to give you the application of the statute. The statute by itself is not enough. You sit here trying to construe the statute yourself, and you're not a judge. Right? The construction of the statute is, in, is, in, is for the judicial department to do. The legislature creates the laws, the executive enforces it, and the judiciary interprets it. So if you want to see the interpretation of the statute, you've got to look at the case law. Yeah. Which is what they, like yeah. I say, basic constitutional principles that none of these people do. Yeah, I mean, I don't even, like I said, I read everything thoroughly, 
but I'm not even going to go in there and play with them. I'm you should. You shouldn't have to. I'm already. Like an attorney, <laughs> attorney told, like an attorney told me one time, he said they ain't got jurisdiction over you while you go in their court, and I have found that to be true. You shouldn't yeah, even go into the court. court. You shouldn't even go in court, there. You know. You shouldn't go in there. Now, if you owe a debt, if you got an obligation, they're going to enforce that. That's why you do the administrative process. You satisfy that. You stay. One of the rules is stay in honor at all costs. All times. Yep. That's what being honorable. Yep. They got something called acceptance for honor. Look it up in a dictionary, a legal dictionary. Acceptance for honor. And, 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 and that even goes to the Bible from the whole Adam and Eve story when Eve ate the apple. Nobody wanted to accept responsibility for eating the apple. Everything is about a debt is a karmatic, uh, what they call it, they call it karmatic debt. The Lord's Prayer is what? Forgive, get, forgive us for our debt as we forgive our debtors. You're supposed to release a debtor every seven years in the book of Deuteronomy. You know, so these are things you got to get back to the foundational principles to really understand what's going on. Because a lot of people, it says in the last days that the hearts of many will be waxed cold. It says that in Matthew chapter 24. And that is what is happening. That's what we're seeing today. The heart of many have been waxed cold. Everybody has such a cold heart. They've lost all faith in anything spiritual. They don't think spiritual is anything real. They, everybody's heart has been waxed cold. Yeah, they, so, they, they left the spiritual world and came to the physical one. And that's why you're seeing people pushing for gay rights. You got gay preachers. They tell you in the Bible that homosexuality is an abomination. Man laying with a man is an abomination to the Lord. But you got a man here on the pulpit preaching to you and everything. You don't have to pay attention to that. I've been in I've been in churches and watch a preacher read something. Like, for instance, this guy got a, a thing, a video on YouTube. He said, Jesus is God. Okay, he said, Jesus is God. So so he went to he went to Matthew. He read a verse. Let me tell you what they'll do. Okay, so he went to Matthew chapter... I think it's 15. No, he went to John 10. He went to John chapter 10. He went to John chapter 10, where God, where Jesus is having this discussion with the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees. Let me read it for you. Okay, it says, it says right here, it says, I'm going to start at 32. Okay, it's 1032. No, no, I'm going to start at 1030. He said, I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because thou, being a man, makest thyself God. And Jesus answered them, uh, uh, Wait a minute, no. They stop right there. They don't read no more. And then he go on to something else. And that's what they'll do in the church. They'll stop and see Jesus is God. You understand? <laughs> we saw that God there. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Finish reading it. And he, this dude is doing this on the internet. But you got people who are so lazy who won't even look up the verse. You got people who are so lazy uh, who don't even know how to look up verses in the Bible. Right? That is a very vast majority of the population. So they won't read what it continues on saying. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I say you are God. Okay, what is he talking about? He's talking about Psalms 82.6. He said, if he called them God, 
unto whom the word of God came, the scripture cannot be broken. So he's saying to them, he said, well, look, yeah, I'm calling myself a God, but you are too. Okay? If the word of God is with you, you are God too. Because didn't God put a part of his spirit in you? Isn't that it say in Genesis 3.22, look, the man has become as one of us. You were something yep. called a man, yep. and then you became something called one of us. Yeah. Okay. Don't so, see, really what we're talking about is Elohim's right here, and we get into DNA and blood types and all this kind of stuff. That's another discussion. But what's being discussed right here is being interpreted in the English. This is why I say peace to the gods. This is why the, the nation, the five percenters, coined this phrase. And a lot of the people saying, hey, God, and did all these different things. They using all this terminology because they understand what's being said. And it's in the Christian book, but they won't read it. And then when you show it to them, they'll say, no, in Psalms, that's talking about judges. No, it's not. Go get you a strong concordance. The word right there in Hebrew is Elohim. It is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then, but I see like the, the Israelites. I mean, they say they're they're, they're the chosen ones. They're, they're the ones, the, the God's children. But I'm like, so everybody else is just puppets. If everybody go get you, you're a puppet. If you don't have knives, you're a slave. Um, it, a yeah. puppet is a puppet is something that does, is someone who don't think for themselves. Okay, when you start thinking for yourself, okay, that's when you become a god. Okay, a god is anything or anyone who's in control. The only thing a god, a little g god, the only thing a little g god can do is control themselves. A, a, a god, you don't have no authority over nobody else. Okay, what is being spoken of right here, how to become a god, is talking about elevating yourself through the seven levels. On the bottom level, we got a beast. And then we got what's called mankind, which is some kind of a man. And then we got a man. And then we got a human. And then we got a human being. Okay, and then we got a supreme being, and then we got a god. Okay, when it's talking about those levels, it's talking about how you take yourself up through discipline, disciplining of the mind, taking you through various levels up to a point where you have mastered yourself. Know thyself. It's talking about self-mastery, which is the hardest thing in all of the universe to do. Yeah. You know, some, some people... They could they couldn't even discipline enough to keep their body clean. It's self and so man, they got a beautiful verse. They got a beautiful verse in, in Revelation where where Jesus talked about cleaning the temple and he's talking about your body. Because your temple is your body. Yeah. Cleaning your temple. So yeah, these things anyway, brother, I gotta take another call, but I would love to keep right, having this. Discussion. Brother, I'm gonna stay on the line. <laughs> I love these kind of discussions. I love these kind of discussions. Good good way to start the new year off right. <laughs> all right. Thank go you, ahead. my brother. Let's I'm still on the line, bro. Still on the okay, line. all right. All right. Let me go back to the phone lines real quick. Let me go over to let's see what we got. Let me see what we got here. We got people waiting in queue. Let's go over to South Carolina, eight four three five thousand five. Eight four three area code. Hey, how you doing, Yusuf? This is how you doing? Doing all right. How you doing? 
Good, good. Well, I listened to all the other conversations. I was trying to figure out my approach. So what I'll do is make some statements, and you can let me know your thoughts on it, or if I'm on the right right path. All right, go ahead. What I'm dealing with, what I'm dealing with right now is a foreclosure, and I feel real good about where I'm at right now. One, because I live in a judicial, judicial state, the court can't move without me knowing. And really, there's no two. So while reaching out to those who claim they had an interest in the property, the mortgage servicing company and the bank took them through the administrative process. You know, we did a set off of the assumed debt, and then we sent them four correspondences asking for a response and never got nothing. When we first requested the initial wedding note, they just sent us back a stack of papers that didn't really pertain to anything. They do that to everybody. Cool, cool. The only person responding to me now is the lawyer that was assigned um, our foreclosed case. And the first response he sent me was about, do you um, respond within 30 days or this this, uh, claim will be deemed valid? So I responded back in about 20, 22 days, letting them know that the, that the debt is not valid, et cetera, et cetera. So he sent us back another response, letting us know that, <clears throat> no, the lawyer sent us back the recorded note, the mortgage, and it was just copies. So the response I sent yesterday was a four-page document, really three, because the last page is the notary page. She mailed it on behalf of us. And basically, and what I feel good about is because he's responding, you know, he's talking, he's talking to us and basically it's just going through the statutes, not the codes, letting them know uh, why a copy of the instrument is not uh, what we're requesting. Basically letting them know why the service servicer doesn't have any claims on the property, you know, going through the federal rules of procedure <laughs> and how we we gave them 30 days to respond, you know, letting them know that the property is not abandoned, letting them know that a, letting them know that a copy is insufficient, you know, uh, UCC 3-501, and <clears throat> not to take up too much time, I'm not going to go through the entire document. So basically my question and my question to you is, what are your thoughts on what I've done so far? <clears throat> I think to you done, process? I, I think you did a, a a real good job thus far. Um, you need to do a bill in equity um, on your administrative process, all right? And um, that'll freeze up a lot. They probably don't want to give you a ruling to it, but uh, you should do it anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna read something to you. I did this for a mm-hmm. client a long time ago. I was going back and forth with an attorney, just like you did. And um, mm-hmm. I used to write, I used to love to do that with attorneys, uh, go back and forth, letter writing with them back and forth. Um, and then yeah. what they'll do, if you know what you're doing, they'll switch it to another law firm. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's how they re- try to recontract with you. They'll recontract with you by shifting it to another law firm. You know, okay, well, this, now it's this law firm you're going against. And I went through like three or four different law firms. I'm like, why do you keep switching all these damn law firms up on me? I, and what happens is this. Over time, they learn how to circumvent things. When you hit them with something, mm-hmm. like when everybody starts hitting them with something, 
They go back into their little think tank and figure out ways to get around. You got to understand, it's, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a football game. You know, you have a football mm-hmm. game. You get a new, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes came into the NFL. Okay, at first, you're like, man, what are we going to do with this guy? Okay, well, the defenses need time to adjust. Once they mm. start adjusting on you, they start keying in on you. Well, it's the same thing happening mm-hmm. in law. When you hit them with something new, they need time to adjust. And um, I wrote this letter, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, uh, "Cool." I'm a receipt of your letter dated July 6, 2011, apparently representing a notification that Aurora Loan Servicing LLC is transferring their servicing rights to the alleged blah, blah, blah account to Aurora Bank FSB. Please be advised that the alleged obligation for this account number has been satisfied in full. Aurora Loan Services LLC was tendered a negotiable instrument in the form of an international bill of exchange, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, Delivered, registered mail. I gave them all the registered mail information and so forth. Copies of the negotiable Mm -hmm. instrument and all relevant correspondence are included with this letter for your convenience. I've completed a notorial protest against the Royal Loan Services LLC and the account for non-acceptance and payment under OCGA sections 113501 and OCGA 113505 A and B of the UCC, which creates the evidence or presumption of a dishonor and therefore constitutes a perfected lien that I will file in the commercial registry at my pleasure. Aurora Loan Services LLC has become the debtor and I the creditor by operation of commercial and administrative law. Also worthy of note is LL, uh, Aurora Loans LLC is going to be treat uh, if they're going to treat the note as a liability instrument, they must uh, present it to me for payment and make me chargeable from OCGA 11-3-501. Okay, now a lot of this I pulled from Gene Keating's securitization. He got a document called securitization. There is very good. So I took mm-hmm. some portions out of that and put this in here. Now, I also put in there, I said, additionally, we've contacted the IRS, and they have informed us that they are investigating Aurora for unreported funds. I filed a 1099 OID, a 1040B, a Form 8281 and 1096ES, identifying myself as the issuer of the funds and a loan, Aurora Loan Servicing LLC as the recipient. I want Aurora to understand that I take the blatant disregard to the tender of payment of this obligation seriously, and I'm adamantly prosecuting any and all named individuals in all correspondence to the fullest extent of the law. Of the law. At present, I'm in communication with the U.S. District Attorney seeking criminal charges against the Royal Loan Servicing LLC, in addition to civil damages due to their refusal to clear my title and continued harassment in the form of presentment from various entities allegedly, allegedly representing the Royal Loan Servicing LLC for non-existent interest. As it is slowly coming to the light, the massive fraud that organizations such as yours have perpetrated against an unsuspecting public by placing everyone in a state of peonage, we are at present aggressively prosecuting the Royal Loan Servicing LLC for fraud and quiet title to our home. If you do not wish to entangle yourself in the aforesaid suit, your organization may wish to freeze any transfer activity involved with this alleged loan. As the Royal Loan Servicing mm-hmm. LLC has accepted our negotiable instrument and refused to return it, uh, there is a conversion of liability, and we are now exercising our misprison of felony obligations and suing our own loan, uh, loan servicing. You should understand what misprison of felony is. It's your obligation to report a crime. All right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I said. I misprison of felony obligations and suing a wrong loan, loan servicing LLC for one million United States dollars, 
As of this writing, the case is now in the Court of Appeals for the United States. As your organization will undoubtedly seek to ignore our correspondence, those guilty of fraud often do, our attempt to deny, uh, or, or attempt to deny the legitimacy of our tender of payment for discharge of the obligation according to public law, Chapter 48, Stat, uh, stat 111, Stat 11, we will entertain your obvious and numerous attempts at recontracting with us and offering you a conditional acceptance to the terms of your offer. Included with this correspondence is an affidavit that we request that you submit to the creditor or authorized agent of the same. As our promissory note is a negotiable instrument that is to be returned to us at the satisfaction of this obligation, we wish to be sure that the entity you allegedly collect payments for is, the, is in actual possession of the instrument or has access to it mm. uh, and knows for certainty of its existence. Now, here in Georgia, we got laws that you can challenge mm. a copy of an instrument, which I put mm. into the uh, case. Now, this is a real long letter. I'm not going to read all of it, but my point in reading this to you is this. Back then, when I'd write my letters, I wrote them for each additional situation. I didn't really use boilerplate documents. I'd write them myself. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a response when you write it like that. Okay, and, I, and mm-hmm. over time, I made my letters shorter and shorter and shorter. This was at the beginning of my career when I started doing uh, foreclosures, like in 2011. Uh, you can see from mm-hmm. the letter all the stuff I knew even back then. Like, but right. as I progressed, I condensed everything into a one-page letter as well as my court documents because I started off filing quiet title actions 99 pages long. A judge ain't going to sit there and read all of that. So, you know, I condensed it, made it about three, four pages long. That's it. Right? right? Everything I need That's to say, I can. you get everything you need to say, get it on one page. And mm-hmm. creditors and their bonds, has documents that accomplish that so beautifully. It is ridiculous. How it is amazing. Mm. You can tell the intelligence of individuals when they can tell what it takes you damn ten pages to say. They can say in damn three paragraphs. Right, right. And my whole thing while talking to you is not to ask you a bunch of questions that you've already answered through your videos. In this communication right. that I sent to sent to the uh, attorney, you know, it says this debt is in dispute by law, Title Fifteen, Chapter Forty One, et cetera, et cetera. All collection activities must cease until this matter is resolved. You are hereby given notice. Blatant disregard for this law is subject to fines by the FTC. And in parentheses, because your FBI packet tells us to tell an individual going through foreclosure to get other parties involved. Letter sent to, um, to the head of the FTC, and I let them know when it was dated as well. <clears throat> so, uh, now like the I, reason, I feel good now, about this. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you this, how I got the idea that you notice in my correspondence, I sent them an affidavit. I got that from mm-hmm. Banker's Secret Manual. Again, you can see how long ago I read that document. Okay, in the back of Banker's <laughs> yeah. Secret Manual is some excellent documents. Okay, and the reason that you mm-hmm. sent them an affidavit, because all debts had to be verified. Okay, they had to be attested mm-hmm. to. Even if you go into court, like when you get a third-party debt collector, all I do is I hit them, I bring in court. I ain't never lost a, a case to a third-party debt collector. Because right? when you go in mm-hmm. court, you know, it's like, okay, you know, y'all third-party debt collector. You ain't got a right to collect this debt. And then you start hitting them with the fair debt collection. I don't even have to go into no private remedy or nothing like that. I just, okay, verify the debt. Sign, swear in. Sign this affidavit and swear. They can't swear in. They will matter, never swear to a debt. Matter of fact, you put that on your last video with the 18 questions with the affidavit on there, so... So I'm I'm familiar with that as well. That's real good stuff. I don't I don't want to hold the line too much because this is the only 
you know, I've been in this for two years. You know, uh, my mentor slash friend got me into this. And I'm, I know yesterday or the day before you mentioned on one of your calls on how you wanted to talk about the UCCs and how Moore's introduced it to you. I know nationality doesn't have anything to do with contracts, while at the same time, your your status really has a lot to do with what you can do, you know, does, as far as going know, into the code. Huh? See, when you, do the, when you do the UCC process, you're doing that to issue instruments. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing it for. You're doing private banking, right? You're do, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you are yeah. collateralizing your assets to give value, issuing a bond so you can write instruments again. Because that's what they accept, bills of exchange. You're doing an exchange for value over, over from the private into the public. Okay, that's what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. The nationality thing is real. I come from the Nawabi Nation of Moors. We went through the same teaching. Right? I'd mm-hmm. read the Quran Circle 7. You know, very beautiful mm-hmm. book, by the way. But I've also read mm-hmm. the Aquarian Gospel, right? <laughs> that where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the thing is, is that um, uh, I don't have no problem with nationality. Not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not at all. You will never hear. What I have a problem with when they come and say, well, black don't have no standing. Okay, well, I go to the law book and they say, well, you need to have a status of white. White is a status. Oh, well, damn, they got Cart- Cartosian versus the United States. When you get a black law fourth edition, right, and you read free white person, go down into that definition and look at the case law, you're going to see a case called Cartosian versus the United States. The reason they give you that definition and then put the case law because they want you to read the case law. When you read the case law, they give you what they mean. They mean Caucasian. Mm. They got like mm. 52 cases talking about that. So I'm, my thing is I always look for evidence. in the if you, When you take this into court, are they going to recognize it? It may be. I understand that the 14th Amendment was for slaves. And that Moors are trying to separate themselves from slaves, like we wasn't slaves, right? We was already here. Right? They talking about another right. set of black people. You know, you got mm-hmm. Anthony Johnson, who was the first slaveholder. I mean, we weren't the first slaveholder. He was the first person who went a, went a court case and put a black another black man into perpetual servitude. His name is Anthony Johnson. Mm-hmm. Look at it on, on the internet. So you have black people owning slaves. So. I understand mm-hmm. what they're saying, you know, that it is a status and so forth. My contention is the world has changed. It's mm-hmm. changed. I, it is completely, you either have a business or you don't. You either work for somebody or somebody works for you. That is the world mm-hmm. we're in now. We're in a commercial world. Everywhere you look around the world, the United States, everything that the United States talks about is business related. Whether they take in oil, trying to take natural resources from somebody, okay, they use security agreements against countries and everything. All right, when they come in and take their natural resources, they use the UCC. All right, everybody is using this all over the world. Everything is about contracts. UCC is about contracts. All right, so these things is what they're doing. They're using some sort of private law. It's on the private side. It's not under the Constitution. Contracts don't fall under the Constitution. The Constitution protects your uh, uh, the con- uh, contractual obligations, okay? But contract law mm-hmm. is private law. It's not on the public side. So how they're getting mm-hmm. you involved in things is with contracts. And then you've got to understand contracts. There are uh, uh, implied contracts and there are express contracts. Mm-hmm. 
There is are mm-hmm. executed contracts, and there are what's called executory contracts. Okay, you need to study contract law. Okay, before you open your mouth and say, "Well, I haven't signed any documents." Mm-hmm. All right, look, you yes, go sir. study that. All you're doing is doing a public I- announcement. That your ass is ignorant about the subject when you do that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's cool. like, it's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, so I don't have no problem with uh, with nationality, none whatsoever. I don't have any problem with it. I understand that these people try to put labels on you like black, Negro, uh, you know, Jigaboo, you know, all this stuff, African-American, you know, all this stuff. They ain't blame no nation. I don't blame no nation whatsoever. You know, I, mm-hmm. no, it don't. All right, so, yeah, we need to demonstrate that we know who we are, that we know who right. we are. Right. All right, but then mm-hmm. that gets into a discussion because are we Moors? Right. Right. Are we Egyptians? You know, we go back a long mm. damn way. You know, I'm saying we're all over this planet. You know, you know, my thing is, have you done a DNA test to see who you really are? If you really want to know, do a DNA test. If you really want to know who mm. you are, you know, I know for a fact that I got Native American in me because my great grandmother is a full-blooded uh, Native American. Got pictures of her with her head right. full-blooded, straight out the teepee. I couldn't believe it when a big black and white picture hanging up my grandparents' house <laughs> of her and my great grand. My great grandfather right. looked like he stepped dressed straight off the boat. He looked like he, he's jet black. Uh, looked like he came straight out of Africa. And my great grandmother is a, a is a a, a red a, kind of a I can't tell what color is black and white. But she looked like she might be tan or something like that. But she looked like a full-blooded Native American, and they were married. Right, right. That reminds me of my grandfather, Jacob, and my grandmother, Lula. And uh, in closing, uh, you know, after speaking with other people and thinking this thing through and being in the judicial state, I feel com- I feel confident. I feel real good about keeping this out of the court as far as communicating with those speaking on the behalf of this. Uh, corporations claiming that I owe them something. Uh, Being in the judicial state, you know, uh, I was told, and it makes sense for me doing my due diligence and studying, that I don't have to participate in a venue. One thing I love is that um, dealing with resentment, videos one through seven, that was was beautiful, and, and and I'm very appreciative of that. So if I do get get a and this is a question. So if I do get a presentment, say they try to present something to me, what I what I'm going to do is accept it for value and place the necessary stuff on the record and not and appear. Let me tell you, let me let me, you know, let me tell you something. The problem a lot of people have with accepting presentments is you need to do it within 72 hours. Because after 72 hours, right. the contract is formed. That's mm-hmm. universal. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. trying to, even when you go buy a car, if you want to take the car back, you got 72 hours. Anything you want to do, you purchase something. You got 72 hours to rescind the contract. Good. That. And Letters my, of contract. My last question, go ahead. All right, go ahead. My last question is, once I do the April V within the 72-hour period, appearing, uh, I could put an appearance bond on the record. But and you know you gave a, a a great explanation on how to conduct oneself once you do every once you bond the case. You know you can't go in there trying to do something if you ain't bond the case yet. You know say I I bond the case within seventy two hours and say they want me to appear. Should I appear or should I stay out of their venue? 
I mean, it depends on what kind of case that it is. It's like, you know, you got to stand on at all costs. You know, you can send them a letter and let the judge know in what capacity you are coming, that you're making a special mm. appearance. You know, you're making a special mm-hmm. appearance. You let them know you're making a special appearance. You know, I'm making a special okay. appearance. And you make sure you have a court reporter in there when you do. All right. Why are and you I making like a special appearance? Why am I making a special appearance? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to explain why. Because, okay, you have to have standing and status, okay? You know, you have to be a real party in interest. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. To be a real party in interest, all right, the attorney's not a real party in interest. He don't have firsthand knowledge of anything. Okay, that's coming into the courtroom. All right. And then they need to have the requisite documents. Now, this produce the note type of uh, argument has not had a lot of success, but it's real. It's under the UCC, but they don't follow it. And that's why a lot of people, let me tell you something. That's why a lot of it gurus started kind of get, getting away from helping people with foreclosures because the corruption that we kept running into into the courts, the blatant disregard for the law and everything was something that we didn't know how to circumvent unless you start getting to putting liens on people and things like that because it was like, y'all motherfuckers just ain't going to follow the law at all, are you? You don't, you don't, you, I, you don't, I went through something with that. They kicked in my door on, on a property one time and uh, where I had, you know, after you do an appeal, you got like seven days to appeal. They were so tired of me. They came and took the house and pointed guns at me and everything. And that's what, and that's the day I got out of it. Because when they came into the house, I was in the house. I was, I was in the suit and tie getting ready to go to the courthouse. Somebody called me on the phone and said, um, and he, this is what he told me. He said, sometimes you don't have to go looking for trouble. Sometimes trouble comes looking for you. And hung up the phone about Five minutes later, I thought it was real strange. So, so five minutes later, they come in like SWAT. Front door, garage door, windows, about 12 of them, all white men. Ain't a black person nowhere, okay, and all of them pointing guns at me. I'm standing in, I'm standing in the uh, middle of the living room. I got my hands high as I can. They scream. You know how they look when they point guns. Get out, you know, get, you know, they're screaming at me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the, ma- mm-hmm. the major walks in. Okay, the ma- this this is a now this is a. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you what it is. The major walks in. I got my hands in the air, and he tell me, um, and, oh, "Okay." And then what I did was, it got quiet for a second. Everybody got their guns pointed at me. Mm-hmm. Got quiet. So I got my hands in the air. I said, "Can I help you, gentlemen?" <laughs> I just said, "Can I help you, gentlemen?" And and a couple mm-hmm. a couple of them started laughing. Okay, so that eased the tension. That eased the tension. I said, can I help you, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of them started laughing. A couple of them put their guns down, started laughing. And then the major walked in. And he was real serious. You know why we're here? And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm saying, man, it's got to be some dope in the house or something. That's what I'm thinking. I thought, man, some dope raid. They didn't put some dope on me. It's somewhere in the house. You know what I'm saying? I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm thinking the whole time. I'm not thinking nothing about no foreclosure or nothing. I'm thinking dope. I'm thinking, oh shit! Right. Where they put? They just planted some dope on me and everything. So that's why I've got my hands up in there. I'm looking. He said, "You know why we're here?" And I said, "No, I, said, I don't know why you're here." He said, "It's an eviction." I put my hands up. I said, "What?" I said, "What? An eviction?" I say, "Show me your um, order from the judge." He said, "We don't have to show you nothing." 
I got arrested for um, obstruction. Got arrested for obstruction because I got in an argument with the major I, one t- uh, on mm-hmm. that particular case. But the thing was is they totally ignored all law. When I went into the courtroom, I did a securitization audit. They were foreclosing in the name of They used to foreclose in the name of trust back then. I did a securitization audit, came to court with my evidence. I said, Yana, the name of the trust that they are foreclosing in, this mortgage is not even in that trust. Mr. Jones, we've already made our decision. I said, hold on, hold on, Yana. Let's get a court reporter in here. Let's take a recess and get a court reporter in here. Because I didn't have a court reporter. I just knew that. I just knew that. I said, look, I got this evidence. You got to throw this out. Didn't happen. And so that was my last time doing foreclosures. I probably never told everybody this story. But I stopped doing foreclosures after that because I didn't like getting guns pointed at me. I had become very popular because I was on the news and a lot of things like that. It was like, you know, I said, look, I don't want to do this no more. I said, you know, I was like, you know, y'all going to kill me about this? It ain't worth me getting y'all killing me about it. You know, you know, right. turn to my house, put a gun on me. I make a wrong move next day. You know, I'm in the news, sovereign citizen, uh, you know, squatting at a house, took a house, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and, you know, you shoot me over this and everything. It ain't worth that to me. And then, you know, um, I had another situation where uh, somebody lost their house where I had filed the paperwork and what the clerk did is remove the last page. That's when I started telling everybody, you got to number your pages at the bottom. Like your page is like one of nine, one of eight. You got, and you know, I put all that. That's why you see in all my documents, I do that because I, that hurt me to death to see them people lose. They called me and said, hey, here, throwing out the, uh, throwing us out the house. I'm like, what are you talking about? But then when I went to the case and I looked, asked the clerk for the case file, they removed it out. So your documents. And so now I learned that, okay, you got to have the first page stamped and the last page stamped. Y'all, this comes from experience. I had a lot of bad experiences. I'm not going to even sit here and try to front like, oh, I was this, you know, this genius guru. And I just ain't, I didn't have went through a lot of the shit y'all went through. But I learned from my mistakes, and I come back and tell y'all and everything. Like, look, you know, I know what y'all going up against. I know what you're going up against. That's why I'm telling you now, get you a business and get you an income coming in, okay? And try Mm -hmm. to do things in a way where you can demonstrate. This is one thing an attorney told me. They are concerned with taxes. If you are are, uh, generating a tax base for them, they really don't want to have nothing to do with you. When you come in and the property tax ain't been paid on the property, you probably going to pretty much lose because they trying to hand it over to somebody who's going to pay them damn property taxes because you ain't paid the property taxes on. You see what I'm saying? This is they everything with these people is about taxes, man. It's about taxes. It's about tax. You ain't paid the taxes on this. All right? This is our tax base. Okay? When you try to file these UCC1s, they give you a letter Attorney General opinion saying, hey, they trying to uh, not pay taxes. They call you tax protesters. All this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about taxes. Every time I get a call from an undercover agent, it's the next thing I know, the question on the phone is, well, what do you think about paying taxes? You know, when I was doing no, foreclosure right? <laughs> I, I one time, right? I'm going to tell you this story. Okay, so I got a client call me, want me to, to hire me to do business with them to ha- help them with their foreclosure. 
So they want to meet me at a Starbucks. So I meet them at the Starbucks. <laughs> now, I've had experience with the feds. So while I'm sitting outside Starbucks, and next day I know I see black Crown Victorias pulling up in the parking lot. Mm. All right. Then I see these two white ladies come and sit down to talk to me. But all of a sudden, what else I notice is I see people all around me taking seats and other tables all at the same time around me. But they act like they're all ordering coffee. You know, this person doing this. They ain't they pull out his laptop. They ain't paying attention to me. But you know how your intuition and your instinct, especially if you've had experience, mm-hmm. if you've gone through this before. All right, you see, damn, boy, they got me surrounded. All right, so I sit down with the lady, and she starts talking about first thing come out of my mouth, where, you know, do you think that you don't have to pay your mortgage? Now, you don't ever, if you're helping people with mortgages, tell a client not to pay their mortgage. You will get arrested for that. Mm-hmm. Okay? I already knew that. Why? Because I read other people's cases where it happened and everything. And mm-hmm. I pulled out, um, I forgot the name of the case where I told her what I was doing, and then I pulled out the case law and gave it to the agent. And she didn't say she was an agent, but that's what she was. And after I did Mm -hmm. all that, she got up, left, and then shortly after that, everybody else got up from the tables and left too. And I felt like I dodged (laughs) the bullet right then. But this is why I do things on the radio and talk. I, I I I didn't dealt with a whole bunch of stuff that... I didn't forgot it before I ever even came on the air. Before mm-hmm. even ever, y'all even knew who Yusufel was. I was doing all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we went through all of that. And we were going through it at a time where a lot of stuff was working. A lot of stuff has changed. You know, like when, like, mm-hmm. like friend, I'm not going to sit here on the, on the air and tell you um, dealing with presentments is going to work for you. Obviously, it's in the public. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they see it, and they've read it. They put it in my case. I had a case where they actually had it as an exhibit in my case. Like, this is where he's getting his information from. However, however, that still doesn't negate the fact that they have to follow the law and principles. All they're going to do mm-hmm. is take you through a lot more um, hurdles and things like that because they see what you know. And that's why you got to kind of mix and match things and kind of create your own thing based off of a principle. So when you when you do the approach, okay, they kind of like you didn't throw them off because they they, they looking at something they ain't never seen before. They ready for all right, of this, right. all these documents that out here that I'm giving y'all. They ready for all of that stuff. But when you read it, mm-hmm. it's a knowledge that you're getting. And once you get to a level, you're going to see that you can create your own document. Y'all hear me say it all the time. Get to a point where you can create your own process. Because that's the only thing they're going to respect. They're not going to, the first thing they're going to tell you in court, you got this off the internet. You got this off the you, internet. You're speaking facts. You know, that chart that you <laughs> You know gave, what I'm saying? One thing I, one th- you know, so don't, you know, just like you, do you respect them when they send you a boilerplate? I just seen documents, the attorney that sent me, still got the other person, the last client's name in the goddamn document. Damn. I, I seen case pleadings like that. They make mistakes, too. Mm-hmm. They send you a boilerplate document ain't signed by nobody. They send to everybody. Like, man, what are you sending me this for? Well, what do you think they're going to feel like when you send them a document and it's seen 50,000 other people send them? Right, right. One thing I wish I would have done was really 
known the difference between public and private. Like that chart, you know, that that's gospel. Don't it change everything? Don't it change everything? It changes everything, brother. I'm telling you, (laughs) it changes everything. And like you said, you know, copy and pasting is cool, but if that information is not in you, you know, they're going to know as soon as they start reading it. When it gets in you, that's when you'll be able to write your own documents, when it's in you. When it becomes in you, you're like, Mm -hmm. I know how to answer this. I'm going to put this, blah, blah, blah. And then you get your vocabulary up. Like I just threw the word, new word Mm -hmm. that y'all missed, prison of felony obligation, you know, things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. you start throwing them words at them and everything. They're going to react to your correspondence a little different than somebody else. Now you're not getting Mm -hmm. an answer from a customer service rep. You get an answer from the director. Uh, from the, uh, you know, somebody like that, you know, answering your court. They sent it up to this person. Hey, you need to handle this person. We don't need to do no, no. What, now you, now you dealing with the heads of state. You ain't dealing with their little lackeys or anything like that. And that's what you'll start to see. I'm telling you, you'll start to see that, you know. But you got to stay in honor, answer all correspondence, address the debt. If you make an appearance, make it special visitation, special appearance only. All right. And you're not there to argue anything, right? You're here right. to satisfy the obligation. Whatever needs to be satisfied, Your Honor, I'm here to take care of it. You know, give me a presentment and so I can sign and get the hell up out of here. And then you might get some pushback, but you need to keep that going. You know, always stay on course with what you're doing. Their thing is they're trying to take you off course by, well, we're going to go to trial or we're going to do this right here. It's like, no, you just keep going right where you were going. Keep going right where you were going. Just stay right there. Just keep staying right there. Stay right there. And they'll take you, they'll take you all the way to the limit. But keep but eventually you're gonna see something break. You're gonna see a chink in the armor. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna start seeing a chink in the armor. Once you start seeing the chink in the armor, that's when your confidence is gonna soar. But at first you're gonna be dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of fear. You're gonna be dealing with a lot of fear first. You're gonna be dealing with mm-hmm. a lot of fear. All right, so I, you can't get around it. I, I can't. I can't tell you how to get around that. You know. That's why. You know. Even coming out telling people this, there's a certain obligation on me. That's why I'm so transparent and I try to be so real with people because I don't want to say you know, dream. This ain't easy. It's not easy. Right. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not gonna say. Some people say you dream. Here, file this document. Pay me for this. File this document. All your worries gonna go away. And a lot of people like to hear nah, that. Some people like, a lot of gurus will tell you what you want to hear. You know, mm-hmm. but I ain't going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to give you the reality of the situation. You have a very, you are involved in something that has a very low success rate. The success mm-hmm. rate is not because it's true. It's more so because of the character of the individuals who are attempting to do the processes. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. I'm going to stay online. I end on that note. I appreciate you, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. Okay. I appreciate it, dog. Appreciate it. Woo. Boy. I hope y'all got something from that. Let me go to area coach. Let me go up north. I know people up north be like, damn, you don't just stand down south, old prejudiced ass, because you from the south. You don't want to talk to nobody up north. <laughs> You see, I find somebody up north. Let's go up north real quick. Uh, I'm in the stand in the southern states. Let me get somebody up north. Let me go to Ohio real quick. 937-5260. Ohio. You, Savelle. Peace to the guys. 
Peace to the guys, bro. What's going on? Uh, man, I've been listening to you. I've been sending no, no, no. I've been sending uh, correspondence to you, but uh, today I finally was able to get my wife off work, and she has uh, some questions about a, a, a family uh, some land that she, her great grandmother had, and these people started building. You know, they doing business on there because they didn't think nobody was still living to claim it. So her her relatives are in court trying to, you know, you know, with a lawyer trying to figure this out, but they actually have the deed to the land. So she got some questions for you and we're gonna take this okay. information too. Okay. okay, that's cool. I put all okay. All right. Yes, sir. So uh, good morning. My name is Shawnee. And uh primarily with this air property and the current developers on the land is mountain land. And uh, my grandmother, basically, um, as long as I can remember, has taken me to this area and just kind of shown it to me and has been fighting for it for quite some time. And just recently, um, my aunts, who are now her POA, have put in place um, an attorney to, I guess they had to send out some notices in the paper um, because it was air property to try to contact all living heirs. Um, and this is the last year that no one else has uh, responded. Right. But I don't think they're doing it properly, and none of us are currently in our correct status. So I guess my question is um, I don't know much about trust, but I was told that an irrevocable trust is what – needs to happen as well as me being in my proper status to lay claim. Okay, wait a minute. I have, All right. I have let me let, let me back up. We're talking about a property that your grandmother owns. Right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. She's still alive. Yes, sir. She has title to the property. Yes, sir. Okay, you got a copy of this title. You don't went down in the real estate records and got you a certified copy of all this? No. Okay. All right. So what you need to do first is you need to do a title search on the property. Because, you know, this is the thing, you know, this is what anybody would do. You can do it yourself. You can do a title search yourself on the property. It's not hard to do. You know, you need to go down to, you can, the clerks down there will help you conduct one. All right. You need to go down to the county courthouse of that particular jurisdiction I, and see what is the status of that property. Has it been foreclosed on? If there's a foreclosure deed in, in there, has there been some sort of tax lien against it or something to that effect? Putting it in a trust is not going to do anything. I, that's called a con- fraudulent conveyance to avoid creditors. I, and it's not going to happen. I, a trust is just a person. All you're doing is uh, transferring uh, the uh, um, legal title over to another entity, okay? It's not, it's not protecting it from any. That's that's a lie they 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 throwing out there. Oh, just put your property in a trust. It's gonna protect it from foreclosure. That's a damn lie. No, it's not. Okay, you gotta uh, you gotta do. Some, there are some things you can do, and putting it in a trust will be good. But usually, you want to do that a long time before any incident happens. You can get on the internet and Google what I'm talking about. It's called a con- fraudulent conveyance into a trust to avoid tra- creditors. You go on the internet and see, okay. see what I'm talking about. It's easy, it's easy. You can Google this, what I'm talking about. Okay? So 
understand that first and foremost, but you need to have some documentation to substantiate your position. Because right now you're just going off of hearsay. I'm just hearing hearsay right, right now, you know? Okay. And I apologize for that, but I mean, I got to go off paperwork. You know what I'm saying? You say it's your property. Where's your proof? Where's your proof of claim? My aunts actually sent one document, and it's very tiny. Um, the primary, there there are three, basically. My, I have two aunts and my father. And it was supposed to be from, again, hearsay, told to be by my great-grandmother and both my grandmother that the property is supposed to be left to my father. My father said he handed all documents to my aunt because he was tired of arguing about it. So my aunts, my two aunts have been the ones holding all documentation and they're also the ones who paid the attorneys and my father's basically like well we're cut out of it i don't want anything else to do with it and that's why you that's why that's why you need it see that's the type of stuff trust eliminates when you put it in trust all that stuff right there would have never even happened and everything that's what eliminate but still again it doesn't matter if your aunts them have all the documents the documents are public records you go down there and get the documents yourself all right, you don't need to get okay. nothing from them. You might can even get on the internet and look it up. You know what county is this in? What what city and county is this in? This is in Gurley, Alabama. That is uh. What when I spell Gurley, spell it. Spell the city G- for me. G U R L E Y. Alabama. Yes, sir. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can get some information for you. It's in Madison County. All right, yes. so, all right, let's see, it's in, uh, all right, let's see, man, let me see if they can, uh, what the, because some counties, they have it online, and then some won't, and I'm really, right now, I'm trying to see if, uh, you got your maps, land, and lot books. Uh, yeah, they look like they got something online. Okay, um, they got some uh, maps and everything. It looks like they got an online assessor. They got assessment of real property appraisal. They got the uh, dream maps of appraisal data, land and lot books, um, where you do your title search. But I don't see, I'm trying to see. Is a history data for not the history data for title search. Let me see. Uh, let me see real quick. Record documents, Madison County, Alabama. Let's see. Do we have it on here? Elections, land redemption, marriage license, probate courts, purchasing. Courts, office, inspection, human resources, probate, adoptions, uh, filing real estate and legal documents. Let's see this. Um, uh, I'm trying to see if they got a real estate search, land redemption. I don't see it on here. Um, why don't you call down to their county?
call their clerk. Uh, I don't want to take up too much time when they're looking for this. Call their clerk um, at the uh, uh, for the uh, Madison County, Alabama. Ask them do they have online access for title search because you can download the okay. document straight from your computer if they do. All right, you okay. can see all the get all the history of all the records to that particular property. If you not, then you write them and ask them for to have somebody go down there. So ask them what how how they do it. They're at Madison County. But the thing is, is you got access to all that information. You need to see, because you need to know who truly owns the property. And then if there has been some sort of fraudulent conveyance, then we can take the next step on what you need to do. But right now, you don't have enough information for me to help you in any kind of way. I mean, you just, you know, going on what you feel, you know, what somebody told you happened or something like that, you need paperwork in front of you. And look, you can really, you know, you know really get some sort of, Gist of where where you need to go and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Get, you get, you know, get get the rec. You got access to it. You ain't got to go to your sisters and get it. You ain't got to go to them and get nothing. Right. You know, go down there. And it's a shame that things happen like this when somebody passes or when property is bequeathed or something like that. But that's why we need to understand trust because the trust eliminates all that. It eliminates. There ain't gonna be no uh, no argument about who gets what and all that kind of stuff when you have a trust. Ain't no probate involved, none of that kind of stuff. You have a trust. You set up a trust, a family trust. Huh? Even with the, like, I've seen a copy of the, I've seen the deed my dad had, but he won't let me get it either. He doesn't want to Go get it from the real estate records. Okay. Get a copy of it. It's public public information. Go get a copy of it. You don't have to get it from him. A lot of people don't know that. It's a trip that so many people don't know that, but you don't need nothing from him. Go down there and get it. It's public, it's public records. Go down there and ask the clerk for it. They'll give it to you. Okay. They will give it to you. Okay. You, telling you. All right, go ahead. Okay, you, uh, brother, if, if, if she gets a copy of it, like same way you would go get a copy of anybody's birth certificate, if she gets that authenticated because she's in the lineage, because the, uh, the property was actually her great-grandmother's who did pass, and then it went to her grandmother's, who was still alive, but she's in the nursing home, and she's, you know, got a little bit of dementia and stuff going on, so she's not right. able to handle her own affairs. Right, right. So, so yeah, you, but you still need that property, those those records, to see what has happened, what has your sisters done. Everything that they do, they got to put in those real estate records. You see what I'm saying? Now, they, have, so, they haven't been able to do a lot, but what's going on is somebody – started developing on the property. I think they got hotels or apartments or condos. Okay, if somebody's developing on the property, what that signals to me is that something didn't change, either in the title, okay, because they got to get the authority to build on that from somewhere, and that's coming from the owner of the property. But I think that's where they have fought, because they they thought wasn't nobody going to come claim the the land, and now that somebody's it claiming it now it's it's all tied up in court right now why these people still developing okay well then that's an action that's where an action lies but to have be a, to have an interest in that action you need to be a real part of interest this means that your name needs to be on title if your name's not on title you don't have no interest in that matter right okay, okay. and man i once again i i i know i've been appreciative of you, you know, just being able to come in contact with you and, and coming in contact with you was because of Jonah Bay and DJ Jones Bay. 
Acuities. Uh, the Moors out here that's doing some some positive work, but I'm I'm so tuned and locked in with you. I'm ready to come sit down and have a conversation with you, brother. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, well and I look I forward a- to it. I look forward to it. Okay, and um, I'm in the process of, of doing a, a lot of things at the same time, um, specifically with the the whole you know with the the passport. I'm just gonna say that and uh, getting that resolved, and then going to you know through the whole authentication and trying to set up. I'm gonna go ahead and purchase your 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 course for the secure party credit because I, I think now you correct me if I'm wrong. I think we can't really start even doing the uh, the 1040 V's and all of that until you are a creditor, right? I would I would you want to give notice of your 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 status, you know what I'm saying? You always give notice before you do anything. You know, really what you're doing with a secure party uh, process is you're contracting with the United States privately. Okay, so yes, right. I would I, I would I would definitely always give notice. Give these people notices of what your intentions are. All right, you know, let them know what your intent is because everything in criminal law operates off of what mens rea, criminal intent. I don't have no intentions of doing anything illegal, anything unlawful, anything like that. So I'm gonna notice all parties prior to me taking any action of what my intentions are and let y'all know. And if you have a problem with it, I'm giving you an opportunity to write me back and tell me that you got a problem with it. Okay, but to be on the safe side, wait for that. Uh... That that passport to come back before doing all these things. That would be that good. Would be, I mean, the pa- <laughs> that that makes all the sense. That's definitely a good process to do. So yeah, def- you can do that too. You know, you don't have to wait for that to come back. But you know, that's a good. That's that's good to have. That's good to have. But you don't have to wait for that to come back. You know, you can still okay. do the process. Okay. Last question. This is a quick one. <clears throat> I I already had my passport, but. I wanted to update the information, and I, I heard on, on one of your uh, videos you said you can go ahead and fill the information out, and they stated that I would have to send in the, 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 uh, the passport that I have, and then they'll update the information and send me a new one, or should I just say I lost it or something like that? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you over there to lie. <laughs> I got you. I'm not going to do what they ask you to do, you know, and, you know, if you if you are entitled to a passport, they're either gonna send back the one you got or give you a new one. All right, you don't have, you haven't done anything wrong, anything. They ain't got no reason to refuse you a passport. You know, you do traveling. That's your constitutional right. All right, to travel. Okay, so you know they they give it to you. if they if they request that back, you know, give it back to them. You know, don't don't ask me on the air to lie. You know, if you want to do that, you tell them that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Well, I, right. I don't want to keep the line. But I'm, I'm so appreciative that we even got through, man. I've been listening and I've been taking it all in. I got you. I took your, uh, your, 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 your lead on the Bouvier's laws. I got those. I got a lot of information to go through. So that's what I'm starting my new year off with, getting through a lot of this information. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful new year and appreciate y'all listening. Okay. You, you do the same. We're going to support. Trust. <laughs> All right, thank you, brother. All right, All right, let me get back. We got people in the chat room. If y'all know there is a chat room on here, y'all can log into the chat room and listen. If you're on the internet, you got the chat room. You can make comments in the chat room. If you can't get through, there is a way you could do that. Let me go to. Let's see what I'm gonna do next. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip on over to. Uh, let me let me stay up north. I'm trying to stay up north for a minute. 
Let me see. Uh, where's this area code right here? Let's see. Where is this? We go. I'm, I'm gonna go to PA. Seven one seven nine six six eight, Pennsylvania. PA. Hey Yusuf. Hey, what's so, going on? Um. Yesterday you said something about in the Georgia code where they couldn't uh, grow food in their backyard and how they did that protect commerce, right? Right. That right there got me rethinking this whole argument between Trump and the Democrats on the wall. The Democrats won't open borders. Why? Because the companies use cheap labor. I'm wondering if that's what, in a roundabout way, as much as I don't like the Democrats, because they, throughout history, have been the party of slavery, but I really do wonder if that's part of it. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you this. I, I was restaging the Glass-Steagall Act um, last night. Um, I was reading it. I was reading some of the history of Paul Warburg and uh, Senator Glass, um, the, Aldrich, the Aldrich Bill, President Wilson. I was reading a lot of that. And it led me into, because I was checking to see if he was a Jew, because the Jews are buying all this. They buying all this. Yes. They buying everything, you know. You talk Coon and Lowe Company up in New York, talk Paul Warburg, Rothschilds, and, uh, you know, all of them, all of them, Jews, everybody behind it. I went and researched all the corporations in America, almost all the corporations in America, at least all the major ones owned by Jews. All the major media companies owned by Jews. Everything's owned by Jews. Jews are yes. always Democrats. They're always Democrats. Okay? And, um, uh, so I listened to uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, all right, that uh, 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 Dr. Wickstrom did the interview with, James Wickstrom. Okay, so I listened to that because it's not just that. It is also white people are the enemy of the Jews. They've been for a long time. Go back and read Henry Ford's book, The International Jew. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was spending a lot of money putting out this message. Back then, and it, and it's the, the same things they were saying in the night from 1900 all the way to 1933 is the same things being talking about today. They were calling people anti-Semitic. They were telling them what your plot is. Uh, this ain't nothing new. We talking about today ain't nothing. That ain't been talked about for the last 100 years as it relates to these people. It ain't just. Um, it ain't just. Um, they don't really have a problem with black people like they do with white people. You know, it's like white people, you know, this from what I see, and I'm just being very transparent. This is all my research. Okay. White people is like y'all and Jews and white people got some kind of thing going back and forth. I like Germany, Hitler and um, all that. All they go, go back and talk about that. They got some little thing going on and they looking to eliminate white people. And, so not just the cheap labor, letting a lot of foreigners in is going to cause a lot of mixing. And let's just be frank. You know, when white people mix with other races, they water down their race. All right. Now, yeah. here's the thing, too. Here's the thing. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, who I interviewed on my show, she wrote the book, The ISIS Papers. She told me, she said on the air, she said she had a conference with some white people 
And she said one of the primary things that white people are worried about is genetic annihilation. All right. This is, they view the white man as their prime competition. This is what I, I kind of see. Just me just looking at it, because white people, they're pretty good at business, too. Uh, they become billionaires, make money, do a lot of different things, too, you know. Uh, but overall, a lot of it is dominated. The business world is dominated by the Jews, especially banking and all, uh, you know, banking and finance. When you look at, go back and look at all that banking, finance, all that stuff, all that's run by the Jews. Central bank, you know, but everything, Jews, you know, Jews, they got everything on lock. I mean, Shoot, everything. Trump, I'm one not of Trump's. saying nothing. I'm not saying anything one anti-Semitic. This is something y'all go to the internet, no. just pull up. Major corporations owned by Jews are going to pop right up there in Google. You'll see for yourself, okay? They're going to show you the whole list. Go back and look, Franklin General Roosevelt. When he passed his bill, 72 of his cabinet members were all Jews, all right? Trump, ben Bernanke, number one advisor is a Jew. Number one advisor is a Jew. They've always been Jews, okay? The Jews, is, they, the Woodrow Wilson, all the people in his ear were Jews. And then they real slick because they own the newspapers, so when they try to get bills passed or whatever they want to do, they start flooding it in the media. They, let me tell you something. They are organized. When they put together something they want to do, their execution is almost flawless. They know what they need to control and everything. Okay? All right. When you say the left, you're talking about Jews. All right? Dian Feinstein is a Jew. As soon as Ka- Kavanaugh yeah. is a white, uh, if Kavanaugh is a white man. And Trump is a white man. Trump is a white man. He ain't no Jew. And Kavanaugh is a white. Who we, who we appointed at the Supreme Court, right before they appointed him, they was trying to get Mer- Merrick Garland, who, bar- who Obama nominated, who's a Jew. And then when they had the Kavanaugh hearings, they appointed Merrick Garland to oversee his hearings, who's a Jew. Well, they put all of these <laughs> things on him. So, But that's not being said. It's not being said in the media because they control the media and Trump ain't going to say it because he's going to instantly get labeled a uh, Hitler and anti-Semitic. So he don't say it. So they use yep. this word, the liberal left. Let's just put it what it is. The liberal left. All these agendas, homosexuality, water down families because families equal competition because families rule yep. the world. And the best way to ensure, because blood is thicker than water. And the best way to ensure, I looked at Paul Warburg. Paul Warburg served as he went to all the banking facilities all over the world before he came and established the Federal Reserve Bank here in the United States. They families, how they work, they can do a mentorship. All right, before you can come and work for the family business, you're going to do an apprenticeship in all these different countries. I'm just watching everything they do. I'm not mad at them. I'm not, I'm not mad at them. Because they really haven't done anything, in my in my opinion, that I can say is really wrong. Okay, because at the end of the day, we all have free will, and there's nothing keeping us from banding together and working together just like the way they do. There's nothing yes. to prevent us. There's nothing to prevent us from doing. People get mad, and we get mad at all the power they got, and all the influence, and the money, and everything like that. But I can't. I can't really hate on it. You know, when I study, I be studying. I study, as y'all can tell, I spend a lot of time studying them. I don't be mad at them. I be studying them like they do us. They study us. You know, like when somebody comes over here, so I'm studying them. So, no, I don't think it's just about cheap labor. 
I think it's about cheap labor, elimination of white people, uh, uh, that those two things primarily. And you're yeah. Ann, you heard Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter is an interview of her on YouTube. She said the same thing. She says, we need different races of people, differences. Why do you? Because he asked, uh, that's what he asked. He asked about the foreigners coming in. Her response was that it wasn't about labor. It was about, she responded, we need different races of people. While this mixing it up, man, Ann Coulter, she's a motherfucker, boy. I forgive, smart white lady. Very intelligent white lady, all right? And people are demonized them in the media and everything, but when you learn what's really going on, your position will change on somebody like her because you understand she's about self-preservation, all right? It's not nothing racist or anything like that. So what do I think it is? I don't think it's cheap labor. Yeah, that's one because they want business. Number two, elimination of white people. They ain't worried about yeah. black people. Black people ain't in control of nothing. We entertainment. Black people are entertainment for Jews. They run the music. We, we make music, play football, basketball, and other stuff like that. We're entertainment. We ain't, they, they ain't concerned about us in the least. Matter of fact, they'll put us in a position uh, before they put somebody else. That's why you see so many black people in the liberal party with all this and everything. Because they'll, you know, they're like, okay, let's use black people to kind of like, you know, uh, foster some sort of dissension. You know, racism and all that. You see they're using us like tools and things like that. I see it. You know, they look at us as a threat like that. And that's what Ray Bob Finkelstein said, too. He's like, oh, what can you say about the blacks? They make good barbecue. We sell them the drugs. They buy a lot of drugs from us. They buy a lot of drugs. Uh, they good entertainment. They dance. They got a good two-step. They entertain us, you know. And he, and he admitted also, he said, they came here with our father Lucifer over 76,000 years ago. Okay, so he, 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 you know, they look at us in a different light, but it's white people who's the threat. It's white people who are the threat. And that's what you see going on in the media. Now, I might be I, one I, of the few, I see a lot of that, too. Yeah, I might be one of the few people that are just ain't afraid to come out and say it. Because that's what I see. A lot of people are free, afraid to say it. But let me say it, because I ain't afraid to say it. That's what's going on. All right? They don't like white people. I think, and let me tell you something else. I think that, and I can't even really say that because a lot of the slave um, owners were Jews. The people who owned the slave ships were Jews. A lot of white people really is the ones that fought to get us out of slavery. Yeah. A lot of Christian white people and everything, all right? Because, you know, because a lot of Jews masquerade as white. Is what they will do. They will masquerade them, change their names, and do things like that to blend in with society as if they're white people because they don't want to get persecuted, things like that. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, whatever type of agenda they have, because, you know, they think they God's chosen people, they think that they have some entitlement right to run the world, which is hard to dispute because they are running the world right now. You know, they're the ones that gave birth to the League of Nations. And what is called the United Nations today, they got all the central banking and all of every country in the world is under their control. Okay. When you go back and read this Aldrich bill and, and you look at the history of the United States, started especially starting with Woodrow Wilson, but even goes going on before that, you can see very clearly who are the architects of all of this. It ain't really no secret. It really ain't no secret like that. It's beyond argument or debate. Is no, a, Tex Morris does some it. really 
Tex Mars does some really great shows. You know who Tex Mars is? He does some really great shows laying out how the Jews are controlling everything. They control everything, and I have to agree. I mean, everything. I and let me tell you something. I I wasn't even. I'm not no racist or prejudiced person. I like all people. You know, I like. I got white friends. I got friends fighting every race. You know, I. But and I'm a researcher, and so and what I'm involved in is this banking. You know, House Joint Resolution 192. You know, all this kind of stuff. If you research this. And you're going to be tripping over Jews everywhere. And eventually you're going to come to the point, damn, why everywhere I turn, I'm dealing with a damn Jew. So it's like, so you're going to have to come to that conclusion. So now when you go and read the Protocols of Learned Elders Design, which they say is a fraudulent document, I'm like, bullshit, there's everything in this y'all doing. Everything in this. Exactly. And, and, and you go back, all these people, Henry Ford, everybody, they kept bringing up the protocols of the learned other design. They kept, and all they gave is a fraudulent document. It's anti-Semitic. Well, why is it everything that's happening in, that they say they're going to do in the document is happening? They say they're going to destroy Christianity because they feel like Jews established the United States of America. When they came over here in 1492 with Christopher Columbus, those were Jews with him. Because uh, 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 Ferdinand and Isabella kicked him out. Why did they kick him out? Allegedly for doing uh, blood sacrifice. Allegedly. That's something else now, that is not spoken of a lot that when you go and check the records, the annals of history and everything, you're going to be seeing it go all the way back to 1600 that they've been talking about these people doing this. Don't believe me? Mm-hmm. Google it on the internet and see it yourself. So these things right here, and I don't want to come across as anti-Semitic because I'm really not. I think that everybody has their entitlement to create the world that they want. And if somebody else has a stronger will than you do, okay, I, whereas you have to, um, you have to succumb to their paradigm because they've established a paradigm, all right? So they've demonstrated. That's why they're saying that we chose the people because we're the strongest. So I can't. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm a god. I can't get mad or jealous or indict them for the things that they do because it's a free will universe, and the reason they're doing it because we're allowing them to do it. We're allowing now, them to do it. Now, your first caller, the truck driver, you know, I'm a truck driver also. And learning this stuff, I've always, in the back of my mind, learning how everything is contract, right? Right. If you set up yourself as a private trust, business trust, I had a conversation with one of the owners of our company. I said, sir, I said, I got one of those none of my business questions. Yeah. I said, is our company owned by a trust? And he said, well, I have a few trusts. So I told him what I was looking at doing. And he said, when you get everything ready, he said, send me an email. I'll tell you who to get in touch with. Because if, if you do a contract between the trusts, 
that's protected by privacy of contract. The federal government or the IRS can't even see it. That's now, true. That's, that, that's so true. That's true. So, now, relating that to his questions, if you are not for hire, you do not have to go into the scale houses because if you're for hire, as in you're regulated by commerce, then you do. I said, so if you go get your own authority, you run your own business, you get your own contracts, okay, for compensation of services, if you go look at Section 83A in the tax code, 83A deals with compensation for services. The contract of the compensation for services is not considered Income, in other words, say use of me and you. I decide to do a contract with you, and you, we agree on say a thousand dollars. I get I get it done. You're happy with it. You pay me a thousand. That's not considered income according to 83A and the court rulings that go right. With it. I understand now. That. Okay. So if you go and get say, but you're ecstatic. You say you've done such a great job. Here's twelve hundred. The 200 is excess. That is considered income. That is considered profit or gain. So if you do your own <coughs> contract, say you get in a, say you got a shipper and receiver that you get a dedicated contract and you find out and you do your research, you find out that it's owned by trust and you do your contracts with the trust for compensation of services, you're no longer for hire. All that stuff is private. Yeah, but at who least you that's the way I'm with? looking at it. Wait a minute, but who are you well, contracting I mean, with? Because if you contracting with a, if you contracting with an instrumentality of the United States, okay, because yeah, now we're talking about taxes. Yeah. Okay, the trust yeah. won't. The trust itself is not taxed, but a distribution from yeah. the trust is to the beneficiaries. Yes. Okay, especially if you got if the settler of the trust is the creator or grantor is the U.S. citizen. If there is the corpus is U.S. citizen property, and then if the beneficiary is a U.S. citizen, it doesn't really matter if you got a private trust or not. Okay, yeah, it's going to there's going to be a tax obligation you have to have. So the thing is to maintain privacy for it to be a pure trust, privacy you got to have privacy from beginning to end. You gotta privacy right. from beginning. Now, you gotta have privacy from beginning to end. You know what I'm saying? If you got anywhere and the yes. public is touching it, okay. If there's gonna be a tax, it's gonna it's gonna pass through to some point. Even if you don't, whoever don't pay the taxes, it's gonna pass through to the beneficiaries. They're gonna be responsible for the tax. I got all the documentation on all this. Okay, I know what people be now, saying out there. Now I will say this: when you're dealing with um, like uh uh. Like my my partner, he do a show on here too. He's real good because uh, he deal with um, uh, uh, public charitable trust and things of that nature, where you can limit your liability on taxes. He have more knowledge on that subject than me, and you know where you can kind of like connect trust together for certain purposes, and and you know if you if you structure it a certain kind of way. Yes, you could probably limit, probably even eliminate your tax liability. 
Well, yes, and we'll use Ford Motor Company as an example. They have a corporate side, but they're owned by a trust. They all say are. you go through the trust. Yes, you use. Say you get a contract with a big company like that, but you don't uh, contract with the corporate side. You contract with the trust. That's all private. It's all now. I might with, be wrong well, in well, the well, way. A trust. It is a contract, but at the same time, like I said, it's private. But okay, this form versus substance. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the IRS. The IRS goes through form versus substance. And the economic purpose, all that, you know, was form versus substance. We know the formation of what you did, but the substance of it is they're going to look at your transactions. Okay, what's the substance of the transactions that you're engaged in is going to determine whether it's public or private or not. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand what I, you're saying. I mean, this is just this is just stuff I think about, wondering how possible it is. Because that's why y'all you, should come and take. That's why y'all should come and take my trust class. I'm about to start, all right, and come and sit with me. Because the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through American jurisprudence. I'm gonna start there, and then I'm gonna take you through other documents, and then I'm gonna take you through an indenture agreement. I take you from A to Z, so you can see everything that we I'm talking about and everything. You can see where it is substantiated in the law. Okay, what yes. I'm talking about. Because I had a lot of preconceived notions about trust, too, until I started studying the subject. And when I started studying the subject, you hear a lot of people out there say something. I'm like, that ain't true. That's going to get you arrested. <laughs> you know, that ain't true. Now, <laughs> That's not true what you're saying, you know. Now, under the federal regulations, if you're in commerce, you've got a thing called IFTA, the Inter- uh, International Fuel Tax Administration. Most every state, except for two or three, if memory serves me correct, I know I know Oregon and New Mexico does not subscribe to IFTA. I think there might be one more. So, what happens is, is whenever you, you keep records of all the states, the miles you travel, you're going to get more fuel in some states than you do in others. So, you very seldom ever get a return. You end usually you owe because unless you're just that good at keeping track of how much fuel you buy in each state. Um, learning all this stuff, I said, why not do everything out not under the federal regulations, make your own private contracts with each state on the fuel, on the taxes for them, right? and just keep the feds out of it altogether, run everything through that- a trust, Create your own contracts, state to state, to run through their territories, and you eliminate all those minimum contacts. I don't see why it's not possible. I just don't know anybody's done it. I'm glad you used that word, minimum contact, because that's my next thing I was going to say. That video I got on YouTube, those who mistrust, you know, Carlton Weiss, he has a very good document, too. Um that uh, talks about that. He's like, without a specific minimum contact, they can't bring it into court. That's the whole yeah. key, what you just said, minimum contact. Without a specific minimum contact, is out of their jurisdiction. But that's hard. When somebody monopolized everything, they monopolize everything. They got almost everything on lock, man. It's hard. You know, it's hard to do living in a world 
without engaging them in some kind of way. It's real difficult. See, I'm, I look at it on the whole, on the first uh, thing I said is if you get to where you can do your own negotiable instruments, okay, knowing that the right to travel, you're allowed to go to point from point A to point B with your property, right? You could set up a contract between the two trusts, right, where if they will accept your negotiable instruments as payment, you purchase the property, you take it to its to where it's going, and then you do a private sale with them, and everybody gets their product, and everybody gets compensated for services. I yeah, don't know that anybody's then, ever done see, it. Then, 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 then what we got to get into is like your truck. Okay, I got a yeah. video on YouTube. Whose car is it? Okay, do you got the manufacturer yeah. statement of origin? I've dealt with like some people who are real high up and powerful. Explain that to me. It says, what you really supposed to do is go have the manufacturer build the car for you, and then, you know, you get the manufacturer statement of origin. But by the time you yeah. have bought this car, the manufacturer statement of origin, which is the real title, is with the state. So you don't really own the car. All right? You don't own the property because you, you have a certificate of title to the land. All right? All these different yep. things, you know, you see all around you that they own everything, that you just like, you like, you really are like some sort of vassal. Now, I was doing some research on the MCO, and I discovered right. that about six months ago, that the MCO is actually the ownership documents, but, you know, I got Westlaw, and I'm not paying $90 a document to have the full document. It just gives you the description under your search. And one of the searches, one of the documents that came up is if you, to, for you to get the MCO, you actually have to do a private contract because the and that's with the manufacturer. You cannot go through a dealer and do it. Nope. The dealer has what's called a floor plan. And then there's a floor plan company that finances all the cars that go on their designated floor plan. Those are all regulated by the government. The only way you're going to get a car, a truck, a mobile home, anything where you get the MCO, you got to do a private contract with the company that manufactures it. That's going to have to go to the CEO and CFO to do it. Now, upon delivery, they have to give you the MCO. That's right. And it's stated that. And and that is it. I wasn't told the part about the contract part, but this, uh, see, a lot of these real sovereigns who are, like, real high up, they got a lot of money. They got, you know, they like they live in, like, compounds. They grow their own food. They have their own electrical network. They got their own uh, water, you know, and everything like that. They are off the grid, and they do everything yeah. privately. But they have the they have the ability to do it. So, and then they have communities of people that do it. And that's why, you know, I got so interested in trust and I was trying to train our people because that's what we need to start doing. We need to start, uh, you know, forming a business trust, coming in and start investing in that. And then we can get to the point where we can do all of that. But it's going to be very difficult for you to do that as an individual. You can do that. You can do that as a group. You have to you have to literally buy up your community. 
You got to buy up your community. You got to buy well, up your like community. You, said, you know, you had a trip one day down what south of Atlanta where somebody took you to one of those communities. Those communities still want, exist. I, listen, let me tell you something. Shock the hell out of me. This is in, <laughs> this is in Georgia in the deep woods. Everybody back there is super wealthy. They got a town, shopping center. Every this is in the woods. You never know it's there. Shocked the hell out of me. I was like, oh my god. And, and and then for you to move there, they got approved for you to move there. You just can't move there. You got to be approved. Yeah, that almost sounds like that that town in in Georgia where everybody owns a gun. It begins with a K, and I can't think of the name of the. That's Kennesaw. Ken, but I Kennesaw, live in Kennesaw. Yeah. Kennesaw is big. It, it, anybody can live there. But you're supposed to be. How the law is, you're supposed to be able to have a gun. That's how they keep people out. Like they're real big on keeping like convicted felons out. They don't. They don't let the bus. They don't let uh, tra- public transportation go there. A lot of different things that keep out. You know, keep out people and everything. But uh, I used to live there. Yeah. I lived in Kennesaw. So I know. I know exactly. That's Kennesaw. It's the most safest place in America. Kennesaw, oh, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> the more guns, the safer you are. <laughs> The so safest place in America, right. Kennesaw, Georgia. <laughs> uh, hey man, but look, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to the next call. All right, uh, I'll be. I'm gonna be back on okay. tomorrow. We we can tell you this tomorrow, okay? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna email you some screenshots when I get them together on those right. that I, on those documents that I found. So that way, if you decide to go to the law library, maybe you can dig them up. Uh yeah, send them to me. I do because I am playing. I'm planning okay. to shoot a video at. The, I'm play, I'm trying to do a new video where I'm in the law library. It's gonna be real nice and everything. So yeah, send it to me, okay? Okay. Yeah. Have a good right. day, man. You too. All right, let's go. Uh, I mean, this look like perfect black numbers. This perfect black. Four one two fifteen sixty eight. Yusuf, you know this is me. What took you so yeah, long I, to get on the phone? You know that you know you know what's so bad that I haven't talked to you in so long, but I still remember your damn phone number. It's like, damn, like you're a family you, member or some shit, you know. We're family, man. <laughs> listen, <clears throat> listen, you <clears throat> you really got to, we got to talk private too, man. Listen, I, I got an idea like as big as Uber, man. And I think somebody's going to steal it. But what I want to do is I got to get some, 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 some brothers and sisters to do certain things in certain states, all right. <clears throat> but I, I'm getting the, uh, an app mate, you know. So one thing about me, <clears throat> I'm a little different. Little unique, but a lot of stuff. I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not a dumb individual. I think on things like, like you do. I investigate stuff and I see things that other people don't see, even if you explain it to them. But we got to talk about that. <clears throat> but what I wanted to ask you, my brother, is, you said, do you still have a Dropbox? You still have that? Like you have like documents yeah. and stuff like that. That you still. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, you've been out of circulation. That. I've been missing you like on uh, YouTube. You said a thing about the IRS about payments. There's a code where it says what the type of payments the IRS will take and will not take, and it says something right. about what they'll take, like international bills of exchange. And you, right. and you know how to, you get that, you get that thing you can throw it off the top of your head. Do you remember what it, where, where the site was? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember where it is. I give it to you right now. You put in Google, um, empl- IRS employee manual, and then put comma bill of exchange. It's gonna pop right up at the top. 
And then just scroll down to IRS code. Once you get on it, scroll down to, uh, okay. They don't take, uh, extracts the envelopes. Scroll down to, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on the site right now. Scroll just down. Of, International bill of exchange. Instead of takes at it. Just I'm put not, bill of exchange. No, no. Put IRS employee manual, comma. Hold on, IRS. Hold on. IRS. IRS employee manual, comma, bill of exchange. Okay, then you'll see it pop right up at the top. It's going to say uh, 21.1.7 campus support, internal revenue service, irs.gov. You should see that. And once you see that, scroll all the way down to uh, 21. Point, let me see. Where is it at? There's a whole bunch of code. Uh, uh, let's see. Campus support. Uh, go to 21.1.7.9.17. It says unacceptable payment. 21.1.7.9.17. You said 21, right? 21.1.7.9.17. That's unacceptable payment. And where it talks about the bill of exchange, okay, that's in um, 21. 21.1.7.9.22. All right. And right there, you see, when they get one, they send the bill of exchange to the Department of the Treasury if they when they get them. You just gotta you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta see what goes on and why you do certain things, why you sending that bond to the Department of Treasury, and why you using bill of exchange. They tell you what they don't take. They, okay, they they mm-hmm. don't take. They tell you what they don't take. They don't take promissory notes. They don't take gold, silver, jewelry, stamps, saving I've bonds, treasury before. notes. Yeah, they don't take that. And where I got this from is from this. A study group I was a part of. It was a whole bunch of white ladies, believe it or not, they were doing this. Real, real sharp, mm-hmm. real sharp ladies, and they had figured it out. They had figured it out and everything. They were discharging automobiles and doing stuff like this back in like 2010. And and, all, and they told me they said y'all get answer in the IRS employee manual. And that's when I started looking at that. They wouldn't tell me where to find it. That's when I started looking at the IRS employee manual. Whole bunch of stuff yeah, in the IRS some- employee manual. That's something else you should be you studying. Know, that's another thing. Like whenever um, you start talking about negotiable instrument, and you start talking about um, <clears throat> rescinding the gold clause, a lot of times there's a lot of social engineering with um, with this case law. We'll use a thing called, you know, vapor money theory. You know, when they say vapor money theory, they're correct on you can't vaporize money. All right, we're only dealing with credit and issuing credit. And Marion Echo said that's all the Federal Reserve does is issue credit. So what they're doing with these a lot of these case laws, they're saying something completely different about a private product they are. that does not and, belong. And, and that and that's my thing. They use the word pay. They use I'm like, you ain't paying for nothing. You know, you stay away from the word but you don't see them use the word set off nowhere in them cases, do you? You know what? Nobody brings it up because case law is only based on what the people object to. And like it's I said, based on what you what, to, and it's, it's based off the facts that appear in the case that are stipulated. To you, what, what, or if you don't one thing, to. listen, Yusuf, you want to listen. You want to you one of the smartest dudes like in modern times. Right? 
I really come into in contact with on the real side. And like I got a lot of role models that I I, I appreciate that's on a in a on a put in the public. And like I said, Muhammad Ali is number one. Uh, you know, there's Malcolm X, there's Barack Obama, but also as far as like speaking well and family oriented, it's Coach Tomlin. He's like one of the role models should be like a modern day role model because this brother, he is so efficient on as far as speaking and delivering his words. And when I hear you. I put you on the same level with those dudes. Like you're, you're, you're really a good dude. You got a good heart, man, and you really look to help people. And I really appreciate you on the real side. Cause I'm tell you what, these lawyers and these judges, they hate my ass. All right, whenever I, <laughs> most of the time I, no seriously, most of the time I win. Whenever me and my family come into court, <clears throat> the sheriffs come and stand behind us with a gun. All right, <clears throat> and when you're the last person in, you said a long time ago when I met you. When you're the only person in there, they respect you. So I found a way to circumvent. Like on a lower level, if it's, if it's not an appellate court, you're gonna lose. Okay, if they're at a magistrate level, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Everything you have to do is like make your record for the next level, and you gotta sue them because they they violate their oath of office all the time. You have to sue them. That's the that, that's one of the secrets of winning. Like you have to sue them if you're always defending. Like you're never gonna like win. It's like in law. It's like eighty percent of some of some people don't appeal. I mean, so of course they're going, you know, it's like, okay, 80% of y'all don't appeal, so we just end it right here. They think that's the end of the matter. It's not, you only lose when you quit. Yeah, another thing, too, it's a lot of, um, they, they went on, like, summary judgment and, and, and default judgments. They really don't, I'm going to tell you what, these, these attorneys and stuff, they're, when, I, when I'm in court with them, very seldomly I even go to court and stuff. I'll share that with you, like, privately, but a lot of them, they shake, like, you know, dogs shitting razor blades on the real side, and and the judges too, man. It's like because I I know the scam. I like sometimes you may you know they probably need to do it in camera hearing. And basically what they're doing, nobody's in there. It's like I mean I know the game. I mean a lot of stuff they don't want in the public. But you know you can't have one of your public officials drag me in the public when I was doing something privately. You know on the administrative side, you know privately. So you know, but a lot of times, I, a lot of times. When I bring issues up, I, I, they can't even rebut my, 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 my none of my issues. I don't get no objections. So what they try to use is they try to use, like, a rule or a procedure. Like, they try to use, like, 12B6 or summary judgment. You know, one of the things is, like, you know, I say like, the claim of which relief cannot be granted. That's one of the Well, one of the things I use to defeat that is, like, I always use the Seventh Amendment because a rule – uh, Rule 8, uh, 12B6, Twombly, Eggball, they can't overturn the Seventh Amendment, you know, and that's what they try to do. They try to deny you that right by, by rule. And one of the things, like, you know, you can basically get rid of that because you, you, you always want some jurors, man. They try, to, they try to keep you away from your peers. Uh, well, when I say peers, peers are people who think like you. It's not always the, they got to be the same color. It's the people that think like you. But they tried it all the time, right. like Rule 12b-6. You know, you didn't speak our, you know, our foreign legal language. And really, you know, you don't have to. But that's one of the things, though. Like I said, I, I have a lot of success, like, dealing with these people. But a lot of stuff, I got your information, man. It's like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> I really uh-huh. can. So, you you, you know, know, if you want to see a, if you want to see a very inspirational movie that kind of touches on a lot of this, it's a movie called A Flash of Genius. Mm-hmm. Watch that movie. It's called A Flash of Genius. If you want to see somebody okay. take it all the way, you take it all the way. Why? That was a very good movie. It's called A Flash of Genius. It's what I'll tell you. Well, let me, ask, about 
It's about the guy. He's the one who who invented the intermittent wipers that's on all the cars, and Ford Motor Company mm-hmm. stole it from him. And he took their ass all the way to the Supreme Court. And he lost his family so, and everything, but that he would not relent on these motherfuckers. All right, you got to mm-hmm. I see it's a great movie. Great movie to watch. Go ahead. Okay. Another thing too, whenever whenever you're giving your trust classes, um that's one of the things that I really need to be super proficient and good at what I do is like basically yes. understanding like and it's understanding trust and like um because I know like most of the one of the biggest things right now is they're basically just stealing land. They still these houses, you know, and a lot of the stuff like I know that a what is that called a mortgage is a trust and 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 the person who signed it is really the grantor of it. And also, like, who is the and these and these securitized trusts? I'm I'm trying to figure out who is the grantor of that securitized trust. That's one of the things like I never can really get an answer. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do uh, your class on uh, on trust law. I don't know if you have uh, stuff like privately. I can just I don't know give you a donation or something like that there that I can like. Yeah, I got some. I, I got some. But the thing is, is that um, they understand that if you take people's homes and food, they are more, they more, they're more apt to be your slave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you threaten, they, they threaten where they live and what, that's how they keep control. That's the control. The biggest thing in control mechanism is these mortgages, because if you mm-hmm. had ownership of your home, that would alleviate a lot of shit. A lot of pressure would just come off a lot of people's heads. They got a place to stay. If, if at the end of the day, no matter what happens to you, if you got a roof over your head, you got you you got a way to you know what I'm saying you can, you can make you can a fight way back. and everything, yeah. Yeah, that's like your that's roof? like when people's on a run, they can't really they can't really function because they ain't got a damn house. When he's on, you got to stay over here, you got to stay over here, you got to stay over here. And one of the one of the things like with dealing with uh, these people stealing your houses with these fake instruments, like when people go to um, Article Three, it's under subject matter, you know, and it'll tell you you're not really dealing with a promissory note. It tells you that right there. Because a lot of anybody that's discussing the promissory note in the foreclosure is either incompetent or idiot or a part of the fraud. Or they're talking about well, that. Well, it's either because, it's either it's an order to pay because they print that uh, on the promissory note, order to pay. Right, but it tell you it tell you that this 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 chapter does not apply to money or payment orders. It tells you that, and it say tell you it's under this this is uh, governed under Article Eight and Article Four A. And it tells you in Article 9, all right, okay, so if you're arguing that you do have right. a promissory note, a negotiable instrument, the first thing you should go to is 3306, and it tells you, you know, you're allowed to, to get the instrument back or you can get the proceeds from the sale. So it's telling you that. So either way, you know, if they say you owe 100000 but if they sold it X amount of times to what is called um, the MERS milestone report, Every time they sell that, you're entitled to the proceeds. So they should be adding the seller the proceeds off of what you allegedly you owe. That what that you got to claim is, it okay? though. That's what a, that's that's called recoupment. That's UCC three five zero five. Right, but they, but you got to sue them for your claim though. A lot of people don't sue them because it's not the same yeah. transaction. But people don't right. do you that. Got, so you got and that, go that is UCC three three zero six and UCC three five zero. Uh, what is UCC three three zero five and UCC three three zero six? Claims to an instrument and claims and recruitment. My one one of one of my one of my friends did that in court. Like they were saying, like, hey, you keep they kept saying it's, art, it's under Article Three. So he's like, well, if it's Article Three, then I want my money then. And that's when they called the sheriff. <laughs> you gotta, 
you know, the Dodd-Frank Act tells you 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 the recruitment and setoff is a defense. If that's a defense yeah, see, and it's a federal law. It is, but see, here's the thing. UCC 3-305 and UCC 3-306 is tied to UCC 3-302, which is holder in due course. And there are some requirements well, that you have to get to be the holder in due course, and most people don't do that. All that starts with whether thing- or not you're the holder in due course. Yeah, you, I think you you told me you told me that uh, you're the first person I got that off of was sixteen I think point four two two three or something like that, and it tells you that you know the the holder is subject to the claims and defenses. You know, it tells you, you that are, tells you not to court. But you got to give notice, and that's why you see on all these instruments when you issue them, you put a you attach them to a UCC three. Okay, this mm-hmm. is what I'm saying <clears> is that you got to give notice of claims. That has to be a notice of claim. And I got a UCC book right now that talks about that if you didn't put a notice of claim, you can't come back later after the fact. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Well, That's what's happening. Well, one thing, you like, can't when, come back after one the thing fact. When, one thing when people do their debt verification letter, that's when they're supposed to put their notice of claim right then and there. So either you way, if they're trying to... Claim, oh, you got to put your notice of claim on that instrument, man, at the closing table, man. Mm, I'm okay. going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, That's bro. your promissory note. You issue it, put your notice of claim on it right there at the closing table. That's the problem. In my opinion, mm-hmm. from what I've read in the law and the cases, all right, for you to be the holder in due course of that instrument, for you to have a claim in, re- in recruitment, for you to have a claim of uh, to the instrument or whatever, because you're either going to get the instrument or the, uh, or the proceeds, right, you have or to be the, the holder in due course. And the only way you're going to be the holder in due course is that they have to have prior notice. All right, because that instrument cha- that instrument changes hands, and once and, and once mm-hmm. it goes to a new holder, if there's no notice to that new holder that there's a holder in due course, he becomes a holder in due course, and you can't come back well, after thing, the fact. Well, one thing, the holder for anybody to be a holder, first they got to prove that they got that instrument after it went to the Federal Reserve window. Okay? With good faith, and no, all they got to do is, is no, and and three UCC three zero three zero two tell you what they got to do. They got to tell you with good faith. Would I claim that there was any type of uh, uh, the instrument wasn't tampered with in any way? It gives you all the list of things for them to become yeah. older and do for it. All right? No, nah, that's well, thing- right there in the code. <laughs> UCC 3 302. Yeah, all that, stuff, all, all that stuff I read, but again, under Article 4A and Article 4A, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't define holder. So once they change, it becomes like a security in a, in a draft. It, it's, not, it's no longer under Article 3. I mean, it yeah, tells you that yeah, article yeah, three. See, what I'm trying matter. to say, you, when I'm telling you, is a promissory note. You the issuer, mm-hmm. drawer, and maker. Our maker. I, I don't right. give a damn what they converted with after the fact. When it's right there on that damn table, okay, that mm-hmm. you're the issuer. Of, you're the maker mm-hmm. of that instrument, okay? And as the maker, okay, you better put a damn notice. I don't give a damn what they do with it after it leaves my hand. As long as I put that damn notice on it. <laughs> right, right. So let me ask you, how do you put notice on it? Do you write something on it? What do you write on you it? Do a, you, you, you can, the, the, the attorney probably won't. Yeah, that's where you got to get creative. Because the attorney probably won't want to let you put a UCC3 on it. But I would try. I'd let them. I'd bring the code to the, uh, to the closing table. Like, look, I'm issuing this promissory mm-hmm. note. I'm the holder of the course of this note. I'm just putting a notice of claim on it right now. Mm-hmm. 
And if you got a problem so with it, you, I'm like, why you got a problem with it? Law says, it's, I ain't I, am I or am I not the uh, maker of this instrument? I'm the issuer of it, right? Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm the maker of this instrument, so I'm signing it, and I want to put a notice of claim on it. You could you could do something probably as much as sign your name and under it, put your UCC filing number. Well, you know what? <clears throat> you know how people probably sign their name. Maybe when they when you sign your name, maybe you should just sign notice of claim on there. They don't know that. Well, no, you got to let them know where to notice the claim. You got to know where they got to know where to go in the commercial registry to contact the person who has the claim. That why do you think it has okay, on then. that UCC one form your information and everything, and it has a collateral description. But then you file that three, and it goes in the collateral description. They know to go to the commercial chamber and look in the chamber and see because they got a notice. That's what the commercial chamber is for. Notices. <clears throat> That's why when oh, somebody okay. asks me, "Do I have to do a secure party process?" I say, "No, nah, you don't." But how are you going to get a claim on that instrument? Oh, okay. Hey, let me tell you what. <clears throat> Lucy, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a let somebody else get on the phone, but you just gave me a jewel, man. But listen, how do I hit you up, man? Do um, I um, email you? Because I'm going to hit you up because a lot of stuff. Uh, hit me on email, Facebook. You know, I got a Facebook group, you know, all kind of stuff, always, you know. Just, you know, just hit me up. You know, okay, you know then. my email, so just hit me up. Yeah. A lot of stuff, like I said, when I say this stuff is big as Uber, it it really is, man. If I if I if I told you in ten words a light a light bulb you you light bulb will pop on you'll say generational wealth will pop up in your head, right? It's something really that simple. <laughs> but what I'll do is I if you get a chance you want to call me cool with that I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll drop you an email too. And listen, man, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. Like seriously, you you're like a spiritual brother to me for real. I really appreciate you. All right. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. All right, y'all. All right, on man. that note, on that note. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to extend to you uh, my sincerest wish that all of you have a happy new year. Also, I want to make sure that y'all, you know, draw out your plans for the year, plan your year. You know, remember your family is your business. Your family is your business. That's your business. All right. Understand that, you know, understand the importance of learning about trust. You know, all if you have a family out there, you should have a trust. You should really have a trust. That's something that all of us should have, especially if you have property. All right, we need to start eliminating all these arguments family members are having when somebody passes away or somebody becomes incapacitated in some shape, form, or fashion. All right, you need to have a trust in place, and you have to do it before the fact. Okay, you got to be, you know, you have to take, be proactive in your life, not reactive. All right. When you become reactive, a lot of times it's too late. You know, you dig, you got an uphill battle from there. So be proactive in what you're doing. I want to appreciate everybody listening to this uh, this show. I'm going to have a link. Um, when you want to come back and listen to this, I'm going to have a link at the bottom of this. It's going to be to register for my trust class. I'll be putting that together. Um, I'll also have it on the SBC website, sbcuniversity.privatesidesolution.com. It'll be there as well because I'm going to be doing trust for about the next two weeks. I ain't going to be doing no secure party and nothing like that. It's going to be just straight trust that we're going to be discussing. I'm going to be in that mode. But I want to thank everyone. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the support. You know, it's like, wow, I've been, you know, I've been on a long time. People, a lot of people still tuning in. But I'll be back on tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. I want to say peace to all the gods and goddesses. And y'all have a very wonderful day. Happy New Year's, everybody. The hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. 
think up. Nowadays they say it's easier to kill than to try to control millions National debt sits in the trillions And there's a plot to steal the birthright of the children of Israel The real ones Plans to hide every revolutionary's relevance Triggered by the FBI's counterintelligence Leaders killed and jailed unjustly by his director The aggressor J. Edgar Hoover The racist cross-tripper His orchestration of hatred-laced investigations The infiltration of civil rights organizations Assassination, character defamation through media Even today used in deceiving and misleading you Believing the war motivated lies defeating you Corporate America fees get greedier and greedier Neocons hate the poor, they spent years denouncing them The poor built this country but nobody's looking out for them You don't see it but it's right there in front of you Left side, right side, over you and under you You don't see it but it's right there in front of you Unconscious, pompous, governments keep sponsoring bomb hits. Honesty is far gone, the land is a war zone. Your family and your children consuming animal hormones. Nothing is organic, nearly everything real is gone. Fast food places in the great meat with silicone. Every day we pay for it, now the whole nation's sick. Addictive and money driven drugs are what the patients get. Any natural remedy, the FDA sanctions it. Cause they don't want the cure, they want the money that they make from it. USA's a corporation, wealth is the emphasis Prison, industrial complexes, slave businesses Stock market interested The reason that they build them in advance Is cause they know eventually they're gonna fill them Orchestrated a system to incarcerate your children And project future inmates based on that to make millions You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you Left side, right side, over you and under you You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you It's always the entity you don't see Subconsciously Planet in your head is where it wants to be Thousands of media powers owned by three companies 85% of the whole planet in darkness Spend millions on sports teams while the homeless are starving Nobody wants to protest, rally a picket But it's a line around the corner for them concert tickets Soldiers dying every day, you keep sending them out 
out. I want to send 5,000 killers to Zimmerman's house. The Rockefellers in the Bush family in the same box, G. Henry Ford, all of them supported the Nazis. Members of the Tea Party still telling black jokes. You wearing the clothes, but the designer hates black folks. Reporters want to get dirt. Sound bites and excerpts. CNN must mean corrupt news network. Lost every dime you had riding with the wrong stock. Made in USA is dead. China got it on lock. Lost your 401k and all the paper you was holding. Cause you invested in something somebody else was controlling. They make it go up or down. Rise high, fall deep. The market's manipulated by people on Wall Street. Talk about the Middle East like America's errorless university campus and movie theater terrorists. Two devilish temperament. The government is infamous. Ask them what they do to Guantanamo Bay prisoners. They dominate the airwaves and lie to the listeners. Presenting false information intended to condition us. The black man thinking slavery is the evidence. Most don't understand what the Willie Lynch let them in. Centuries of self-hate and division. The blacks, now they twist the difference between racism and fact. We read the Declaration of Independence with blinders. There were nine Freemasons among the 56 signers. In 1870, along came the Shriners, a higher order of masonry with a secret behind them. The sword on the logo, it speaks for itself, meaning anyone who tells the secret is put to death. Who is Hiram Abyss? What's his true identity? The devil's agenda be to kill us mentally continually. The wolf in sheep's clothing who fabricated divinity. The enemy who murders through lies, science and chemistry. Trickery and industry. For power they forever plot. You went to war to fight for a freedom that you never got. Dirty chess moves execute by the hidden hand, now they plotting on a way to go to war with Iran. Same game, used again, same wicked methods born. Just like Paul Wolfowitz had done before a desert storm. The government is broke, they can't cater to your needs. Planned Parenthood persuading to kill your future seeds. The school system misleads, they money hungry savage vultures. If you chase the greed, you better get you one in agriculture. Now it's questions in the music, are you in that other mix? Why the hell you covering your eyes and throwing up? Did you give your soul away? A price that you could not afford? Did you take from Satan what you could have got from the Lord? God is DNA, baffling it might seem. His existence is rooted in the number 19. His origin comes from where the mathematics say it's from. D the fourth letter, N is 14, and A is 1. Who prevailed in the end, the divine or the evil? This war that's going on is for the minds of the people. Calamities keep increasing, world confusion bound and deep. And nobody can take control of their surroundings if they sleep it. You don't see it, but it's right there in front of you. 